I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Everybody heard that I fuck with Dre. They want to tell me I made it, nigga. I ain't made shit. If they give me a handout, I'm going to take his wrist and break it, nigga. I'm faded off that nouveau chiller with two hoes in her. And they tie laces of my matrix and them pills to supper. Me and my niggas just acting bad. High power conglomerate. Living that life and counting cash. Old friends I no longer have. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're in the house on a Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Getting your week started off right, hopefully. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, it's the Blackout Tips. Find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search the Blackout Tips. We'll come up. Leave us five star reviews. If we like them, we'll read them on the show. If we don't like them, we won't read them on the show. It's very simple. Um, you can also do stuff like go to theblackouttips.com, become a premium subscriber at theblackouttips.com slash premium. Or just go there, leave comments, voting polls, things of that nature. It all helps to show out, and we appreciate everybody that does that stuff because um, that's how the show grows. You know, that's the support that we need, and uh, you know, we love when you guys get feedback because that means you're listening, and that means that you uh, care about what we have to say. Uh, the official weapon of the show is the taser, and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. And this episode is brought to you by bevel that's right guys brought to you by bevel you're all welcome um the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps check out get bevel today use tbgwt to get 20 percent off of your first month at getbevel.com. that's g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l.com that's right um and then we have another sponsor very familiar with these guys shadow dog productions mm-hmm. they just want to remind you that they got a new album out that thatch taster <laughs> thatch taster here we go <laughs> Whew, here we go uh that thatch tastic thatcher with thatcher johnson weldon also starring friends of the show vanel john fouts and lisa st odom you can find it on itunes just search that thatch tastic Thatcher with Thatcher Johnson Weldon or look for the link on our website because it's right there on the blackouttips.com as well. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and get get into the show. Yeah, that ring live ain't no joke. You about to sound like me over there trying to read that run on sentence. I know. Uh, all right, man, let's just look at some news. I don't know. We got so much news that we haven't covered. Uh, so uh, it's just me and Karen today. I feel mm-hmm. like we can get get some stuff done. Uh, these days so let's uh get into it um here are the rules for how much to tip valet waiters and more this is from wtkr um uh given the rules for how to tip uh this is the blackout tip so i'm interested to know about this i don't know tipping in every single scenario so maybe we'll find something out together guys all right let's do this cnn has released a gratuity guide for the always ambiguous decision of how much to tip so here we go 15 to 20 percent pre-tax for waiters and waitresses which everybody knows for a bartender one to two dollars per drink 10 to 20 percent for delivery when you're at a hotel you should tip the bellman one to two dollars per bag the hotel made two to five dollars per day at least five wait you're supposed to tip hotel babes because they clean the room up. Some people do. I've never tipped a hotel maid no, in my life. We we don't, but 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 for some people, they consider that to, especially if you stand for like an extended period of time, mm. like you stand for a week or or over several days. A lot, but a lot of people leave them like at the last day. They'll like combine, you know, whatever, and just leave it at the last day. 
Where do you put it? <laughs> that's a good question. I don't know. But I know that that's what some people do. I don't know if you like leave it out in the open or do you. You got to wait for them to come to the room and then you give them the money? I'm not sure. Hmm. I, I'm not sure. I don't know if some people like leave it on the bed or underneath the pillow. You know, some parents leave candy. Like, I don't know if they take it downstairs to the um, uh, front desk. I'm like, hey, be sure my uh, housekeeper person get this. Because, you know, you don't want to buy silly stuff if you go. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I have no idea. I don't even know if the same maid does your stuff every day. I don't know. Cause so, like, if you leave your stuff, like, if you left $20 at the end of the week, but five different maids did it, would that, the last maid just keep the $20 for herself? I don't know. I don't know. Or, or they might do it where they just combine it all together. Somebody said they leave an envelope for them. Oh, I've never seen that envelope. Maybe we don't stay in fancy enough hotels. I don't know. We don't know, but but for most people, they do it if they are staying like an extended period of time. A lot of people do it if they go on like cruise ships and things like that. Because normally, if you're on a cruise ship, odds are the the the, the person making your bed gonna be the same goddamn person the whole trip. Because where they where the fuck they gonna go in the middle of the ocean? Mm-hmm. All right. Five dollars for room service and two to five dollars for the valet. At the spa or hairdresser, 20%, and finally, anywhere from 10% to 40% for a shoe shine. A few final tips, be discreet, be respectful, and be fair. Yeah, that's interesting. Those are all, you know, most of those I knew, but uh, I didn't know 10 to 20% necessarily for uh, getting your hair cut, but that's because I don't get my hair cut anymore. But, that's true. and that's um, That makes sense. That sounds about right. Right, and some people leave in uh, tip for a beautician i know in not in the black culture it's not tradition but mm. for a lot of white people you know when you go to supercuts and all these fancy places you tip them people for their time you know because a lot of times what you're paying them Wait, for is for first of all supercuts is not fancy at all that's not like the fancy. bottom law that's like the bottom run and second of all my mom did get tips so it is tradition she got tips all the time it's very traditional in black haircut black beautician to get tips now they might not tip uh, a lot or enough all the time right but they definitely tip i mean that's why they price it that way like you ever notice that they don't price shit to the round dollars it's never like a haircut is 40 dollars. it's normally oh you want to get your hair done that's uh 32 dollars oh you need your change man you know what i mean that's how you pull it off um but yeah so i thought that was interesting um there's a person that hates somebody so much that they've been egging this old man's house every week for over a year. Oh, my God. Oh, I know his house stinks. I hope he washes it off because if not, oh, I couldn't imagine the smell. Yeah, you can't even wash eggs off real. Like someone egged one of our cars one time at my parents' house back in like when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And we never got some of the egg off. We had to buy like a special cleaner to get it off. It was messed up. Oh, that's true. It's something about the material and eggs just glue and stick on shit. Mm-hmm. A poor elderly man in Ohio says his house has been mysteriously egged several times a week for the past year, and no one, not even cops, can figure out who's doing it or why. 85-year-old Albert Clemens Sr. tells the Cleveland Advance the mysterious eggers uh, accuracy is phenomenal. The the house has been pelted with eggs several times a week, sometimes more than once a day for the past year. Shit. The attacks always happen after dark and last around 10 minutes each. The family has been awoken as late as 2 a.m. by what sounds like the crack of a gunshot against the aluminum siding of the front door. Wow. Clement said police believe the eggs are being launched from a block or two away. 
wow and that makes sense because it's like because if they were in the vicinity they would be easy to spot but you know you're doing it at night you're doing it far away where you don't have to like immediately get up and run um police reportedly don't have much to go on except for a suspicion that somebody is deeply deeply angry at somebody in the household for some reason right which is weird because like why choose eggs if i can launch, launch something with that accuracy like I'm going to start launching more destructive shit at some point. But I guess they do eggs just for some fact that they know if they ever get caught, that's some shit you ain't going to get no real time for. True. Coupled with the knowledge that Clemens has a habit of calling 911 and narking on his neighbors. Oh. Uh. So the old man is a bad neighbor. Also, people have called 911 on him. No, the other he's, way. He's call- he calls 911 on all his neighbors about bullshit all the time. Right, so. and somebody is fed up with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most leads have turned out to be dead ends. DNA testing on the eggshells reportedly led officers to an Amish farm where the trail suddenly went cold. After pulling their prints is, and pulling the prints is out, uh, too. Apparently an egg releases proteins that destroy DNA when it breaks. Oh. Also, the Eggers are watching and laughing. You know they are. You know what would be crazy if they really wanted to catch him is if he would put something really, really soft um, by his door that would catch the eggs rather than let them break. True. And then they could fingerprint the eggs. That's a possibility. You know what I'm saying? It's just got to be something real soft that'll catch them like a gel or something. Uh, mm-hmm. The guilty parties don't appear to be intimidated by police interest in the case. Right, because they go, motherfucker, this goddamn eggs. An officer last year was taking a report when a barrage of eggs was launched at the house. One hit him in the foot. Well, goddamn. Hauser said he never seen this level of vandalism in his 20 years on the police work. It's frustrated the whole department, which has dedicated hundreds of hours towards solving the egg mystery. Sounds like they can't crack the case. Must be just a shell of themselves at the department. <laughs> I guess I just want his house to eventually become an omelet. I guess the yolk's on them. Then. <laughs> ah, they like the eggs. Scrambled, I see. <laughs> I don't think this case will be over easy, Karen. It's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be over very hard. Um if they really want to do some damage, they were hard boy them fuckers. <laughs> Cause them them fuckers won't crack. <laughs> Might mess up the velocity. Um, the hamburglar. Remember that lady who got called the hamburglar at the news uh, place? Yes. <clears throat> well, there's another video where apparently, um, you know, after being called the the hamburglar, <laughs> right. yes, her face was priceless. They actually had the hamburglar show up to the news studio the real hamburglar from uh mcdonald's i say the real hamburglar like there's only one and shit as as um, i'm concerned there's only one they all look the damn same but he showed up again it's been a very busy news night let's go ahead and send it over to the hamburglar Look at uh, the beginning of a viral sensation. Once again, to get you caught up on your news headlines, for that, 
the Hamburglar. I love you, April. It's your birthday, I let it go. April, I love you so much. Here's my thing. There's several people that are no longer my friends. Firstborn. They tried to hand her a hamburger. She, she did not like, even nope. touch it. Number one, Kim. Number two. Hey, April, we love you, April. Stop throwing those on. You can't be throwing the burgers. They're hitting the floor. I mean, <laughs> number three, Ian. Jacqueline over there. Jekyll Jekyll Damn, they eating. They are eating burgers too. Yeah, she's like, shit is free. She is so salty. This all started with Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart started this. We didn't even start this. <coughs> it's been on the talk. Yeah. I saw it on the Huffington Post, New yeah. York Daily News. It was on the View. It was on Entertainment Tonight, and we were in Playboy. Oh. Yes, it's a talk. Wow. Playboy. Yeah, don't don't gloss that. Yeah, I didn't have taken clothes off though. See and see and and that because she's classy. Mm-hmm. And, and she could take a joke, so that's what—that's all that matters. How do you mm-hmm. feel she can't about take no joke? The, a lot of people don't oh, know. They, they just think that you know, oh, Tim was razzy. They don't know that you guys that are was best a, friends. That's a history. Tim is my brother. I talk to him all the time, and that's this is not funny. But <laughs> I, I told you, letting y'all know, I'm not. Well, I do have to say, we have to say thank you so much to McDonald's for this, as well as for the hamburgers. They're like twenty or thirty in there. We'll go ahead and send it over to April. I don't even want to do news, news no more. Come on. I don't feel like doing it. I feel like doing it. Come on, April. Come on, give us some news. Just, oh, you just laugh all y'all want. We just, love you, just April. Enjoy the laughing and ha ha. April's funny. She left the hamburger. That's really funny. Ha, ha, ha. I, I, I never said that. I'm just jumping in with everybody else. April, look at it this way. We all got hamburgers. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. It was really sweet. Oh, about. she is not amused. Get out of here. <laughs> now let's send over to April Simpson for some news for real. We love you. No, no, no. Take, take the hamburger. Bye. All in fun, y'all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. She ain't cracked a smile since the first joke. She she don't think any of this shit is funny. Nor is it hilarious in her mind. She's talking like it's funny, but her action is is like, mm-mm. These can went on. I will cuss all y'all out, including this hamburger. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it sounds like she was not very amused, but mm-mm. somehow uh they think that it is uh hilarious to uh to keep the joke going, man. Um Bill Cosby. Back in the news. Um, oh, he back? Another accuser well, he, comes he, forward. Well, he actually he never left. I'm sorry. Well, he was out of it for a couple for a couple of weeks. There weren't news stories coming out. Bill Cosby sexually assaulted me, and I didn't tell because I didn't want to let Black America down. Oh, who is this then? This is by Jewel Allison. Uh, she is a poet and author of "Still in Peace." Let's talk about racism. She is a graduate of New York University, a public speaker, and a music educator. Uh, like many of the women who say they were assaulted by Bill Cosby, it took me two decades to gain the courage to reveal it publicly. His accusers, mostly white so far, have faced retaliation, humiliation, and skepticism by coming forward. As an African-American woman, I felt the stakes for me were even higher. Historic images of black men being vilified in mass and sexually violent sent chills through my body. Telling my story wouldn't only help bring down Cosby, I feared it would undermine the entire African-American community. When I first heard Andrea Constant and Tamara Green publicly tell their stories about being drugged and assaulted by Cosby, I wasn't relieved. I was terrified. I knew these women weren't fabricating their stories, 
and conspiring to destroy America's favorite dad, but I did not want to see yet another African-American man vilified in the media. As I debated whether to come forward, I struggled with where my allegiances should lie, with the women who were sexually victimized or with black America, which had been systematically victimized. I called several friends for advice. While some encouraged me to speak out, others were cautious, even angry. One friend, an African-American man, insisted I should stay quiet. You will be eaten alive, and for what? The black community is not going to support you. It wasn't what I wanted to hear, but I think it was his way of protecting me. Even I felt a certain instinct to protect Kazi. In the 1980s, when the Kazi show aired, African-Americans were suffering more than most from the combined scourge of Reaganomics, AIDS, and the crack epidemic. When I would go home to Brooklyn, I would wonder whether absent childhood friends had gotten hooked on crack. When a fellow model wouldn't show up at auditions for months, I worried that she had succumbed to AIDS. And sadly, one close friend did. Weekly doses of the Kazi show allowed me to escape this painful reality and restore my hope in the future of black America. The well-educated, well-spoken, well-healed Huxtable seemed to promise that, despite the decaying conditions for black folks, everything was going to be all right. In the first season of the Cosby Show, I attached myself to Lisa Bonet's character, Denise, because of our similar age and physical appearance. And I imagined the Huxtables were my family. With this 30-minute sitcom, Cosby helped soothe black America's psyche, showing that our men could be engaged fathers, our women could be successful lawyers, our children could go to college. By simply providing a better vision of ourselves, Cosby became one of the African-American community's most celebrated and admired icons. Man, that that is weird. I never had that connection with the Cosby Show, and I I thought I loved the Cosby Show, but I ain't love it like this. My connection wasn't that. My connection wasn't deep like that. Like niggas had like the Cosby Show, the only show that was on TV and shit. For some of them, it sound bad, but, but like for a lot of people, it was like they had a a huge connection to the show. Like I had a deeper connection with a different world and living single. I mean, like but there's the, the Jefferson, Sanford and son. But um, uh, for a lot of these people, that was before their time. Like, like, like for a lot of people, this was like in their youth. But yeah. You got the Jefferson, the Sampson son, but family matters. But um, yeah, family matters was, was around that time. Like, I, you know, about that same time, but some of those other shows are older. So for a lot of people, you know, they were teenagers. This was an impression for them. Like I said, but we never really had that connection with television like that. Like I watch a lot of shit, but I don't write hate mail and like, like my, my, mine. It's just like our, I wasn't quote unquote around in like by, I mean, by cognizant, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't really when the Jeffersons came on, but I, but the reruns never stopped. So I still grew up with the Jefferson. I still grew up with Amen. I still grew up yeah. with Sanford and Son. Even though those, you know, some of those shows had stopped filming. Correct. I had grown, I grew up with those. Like the Cosby show was just one of many different types of black shows. Right. But I, and like I, this is just, I might be wrong, but for my opinion, for a lot of people that didn't watch that, like you got to have a generation where they go, that's what my grandpa watched, my grandma watched, but that's not my shit. They know for a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, somebody that, just said 227. True. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying, my point isn't that nobody did this, Karen. That's not, that's not even my point. What I'm saying is, I'm surprised so many people have a deep connection only to this show that is very surprising to me because and maybe it's because deep down some black people really do believe in that respectability politics shit and they only they only liked him because it was a show where it was so 
positive quote unquote positive mm-hmm. but yeah. to me you know i don't you know i thought severin and son it, it was positive in many lights you know that, that, that. i thought um the jeffersons an upperly mobile black family was positive in very many lights um, that's true and like i said i think to me it might not like i said and I do understand what you're saying, but I think for a lot of people, they just didn't have that same connection with some of these older shows. Obviously, they didn't. I'm not. And yeah, that's not an argument. I'm not even trying to make the case of they should or shouldn't have. I'm just saying it's surprising to me. I'm only saying it's surprising to me to have one show like this. That's true. That's like, true. I don't and feel like if fucking um, Uncle Phil would have came out as a serial rapist, we'd be like, wow. The Uncle Phil that I knew would never do that. But the Kazi thing is different. People have a very different connection to it. That's true. And also, he was pushed and presented as America's dad. And I think a lot of people really, truly bought in, like, literally bought into that. This is America's dad. And it's sad, but you have a whole generation where he, I ain't going to say, quote, unquote, raised them. But, you know, they had that connection with him. And it was almost deeper than the show. Honestly, I believe this, and this is why a lot of people are hurt, a lot of people are in denial, a lot of people won't accept the truth, because in their mind, it's almost like, well, why would somebody that I cared so much, even though he's a goddamn character, but why would somebody that I cared so much about I guess turn I mean, around and, you, and do something like this to me? Right, but I'm just saying, it's weird, because if you told me fucking, um, you know, I wouldn't think this, like, if you would have said, man, the, the Sherman Hemsley did this i would be like i mean i wouldn't feel like oh what yeah mr jefferson like i just don't have that connection right and and, but there's been other black shows that have had you know impact it's just i think a lot of people latched onto this show because it was so quote-unquote positive in the ways that a lot of people you know, in a lot, which a lot of people would accuse of respectability politics at this point. Correct. And for a lot of people, it was an example of what they strive to be. And it was for a lot of people, an example of what they were missing in their everyday lives. Like they watched that going, I wish I had a mother and a father and, organ-, you know what I mean? Like, like, like that home structure for mm-hmm. a lot of people watching it, they didn't have that. So for them, that was kind of their connection to that home family thing. And I think for a lot of people, like I say, it just is mind boggling. But you, could, but to you them. can make that. I don't know. I feel like you can make that about a lot of shows. I just that, don't that, think that, that this. I don't feel like it was exclusive to this show. I think there was a a hole in a lot of black people for wanting to be respected. Correct. And I think they fell for the okie doke on this shit. Like there was like something inside of them that wanted america to view them as being capable of quote-unquote excellence in areas of academics uh and and being a being doctors and shit like that and lawyers and going Mm -hmm. to college and i really think they like they fell for the okie doke by thinking that this show was somehow a deeper connection than any other show i just don't i never picked i never peeped the kazi show as having a deeper connection to me than say Martin. I've memorized every single word of Martin over, you know, in my lifetime, you know, maybe, maybe it's just the age difference. Maybe if I was older, this would be the show, but I don't know. And also for me, how you were raised make a difference too because you had a family structure you didn't have that want, you didn't have that hole, you didn't go to television as a, as a way of 
looking for something. But like you said, because for a lot of households, this was the time that a lot of uh, black males were being arrested. They had to war on drugs. So a lot of a lot of dads were being black, especially black dads being pulled out the home. So for a lot of people, they look to this. I'm not excusing the behavior, but I'm saying for a lot of them, they look to this as, hey, he's presented as Americans, da- America's dad. And they literally bought into it, hood, line, and sinker. And this is the result. You get people right. that are older that have a connection with the show. There's just a motherfucking show. That's it. But like I said, a lot of it, a lot of, a lot of your pers- your viewpoints has a lot to do with how you were raised. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I, that could definitely be it. It might just be, I hate to even use the word associated with this, but I mean, it might just be a privilege of right. having like a nuclear family around me because I just, correct to me, it was like, what's so special about them that's not special about, um, say, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? You know what I mean? Or Family Matters or, um, you know, what, or, you know, whatever. To me, it was like, these are black shows. I love black shows. They're funny. I, but it wasn't like, no, no, no. The Cosby's is the show. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of these shows are just, they're okay, but only the Cosby's. And, you know, maybe also I don't have the racial hang up that a lot of people have with the, you need to paint black people in a positive light at all times. And I feel like this is one of the easy pitfalls of that mentality It's one of the reasons I don't like that mentality is once you get to the point where it's like, well, as long as you don't talk about anything um, about race and as long as you never present any quote unquote negative, i.e. Um, variants in types of black, then you're a good person and you're doing a good job you know it's one of those things I, I i actively fight against so it's kind of funny to see how many people fell into this to the point of being like i may have been sexually assaulted by this dude i don't want to tell on him because of a t- fucking tv show right and and that's crazy to me and for a lot of people it falls down to that fa- that power and fame and like i said a lot of it has to do with like i said how you were raised because for a lot of people, you know, th- uh, it was the first show. So this is before Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and some of these other shows where the dad was a lawyer. I mean, the dad was a doctor. The mother was a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And you have a generation of blacks that live like that and felt like this never represented them. So yeah. they felt like, hey, this represents me. I'm. This is my show. And the connection became deeper to them. Yeah. You know, and then you have the, the other end of the spectrum of black people who mothers and fathers were not together so they didn't have that nucleus you know whose you know families were may have not been as highly educated and things like that so they looked at this as this is their uh form of safety or they felt like the connection to the family which i think um fooled and tricked people into thinking and you also have a a generation where a lot of the plop your child in front of the TV and let the child be entertained by the TV generation. This this is the start of some of those generational children, too, where, you know, you didn't really go outside and play and things like that. You came in the house, you sat down, you you know, you have blocks of time where people watch TV. And I think that this affected people more than they were willing to say. And they allow something as simple as a television show to affect their psyche more than they're willing to admit, because a lot of this objection makes no sense sense because he's a goddamn fictional character but when you talk about bill cosby they connect the two characters you talk about bill cosby there is bill cosby the doctor is bill cosby from the tv show it's not 
I mean, I mean, he Keith clicks Huxtable, not Bill Cosby. So it's just one of those things where I think a lot of people, they just mash it all together. And there's no separation between the actor and the real person in real life. Because in real life, he's an asshole. So he's been an asshole for a very long time. But people have slowly let that go and ignored that because of the love they have for that particular character. Yeah, I just think they want to be fooled. Correct. And I think that um, a lot of people you know they still believe in that shit you know it's the reason that you know anytime um a black celebrity like does something or anytime we have a black tv show there's all these blogs and think pieces about like why it's not good for black people correct you know and i think they still believe in that shit and i think this is one of the reasons you got to stop believing in it is because it's extremely easy to fool somebody that you know what they're looking for you know like it, you know, if, if your whole thing is going to be that every time a show like Empire gets, uh, you know, gets on TV, you're going to flip out. Or every time a show like Sorority Sisters gets played, you're going to act like it's the worst thing in the world. Um, I think it's very interesting. It makes you very easy to manipulate, you know, and it makes right. it easy to just, you know, pretend. And because and cause they know that not only would you support a show that quote-unquote is positive but you'll be fooled enough to be like this is a positive person because it's a fucking but it's a fucking tv show i don't know man i don't don't know i'm not i'm just saying it's weird to me and it's extremely weird to get to the point where someone can sexually assault you and you like i can't say nothing because of black america like Mm -hmm. that's like i can't imagine it i'm sure that there's people that have can imagine i'm sure there's people that have covered up sexual assault for things that they consider much less than that but i like like to me it's like it i could almost understand the songs like well i don't do this because it, it was a family member or something like or it was this you know it was a person that at my job or something that but like to say well it's because a person is so important to black america that's such a ethereal concept in general you know correct and to, I, to be like i'm not going to talk about the fact that i was sexually assaulted even in light of the face that 30 women have come out i still feel like i need to keep it to myself right because they set him on a pedestal that he never earned or deserved they just said this we think that you should be here based well also you can't they're not separating i'm sorry to cut you off sorry mm-hmm. but they're not separating the art from just a person like t- i guess that's another thing i never had in my mind like right I like artists. I don't need to like you as a person. I love Kanye West's music, um, but I don't really care if I like or dislike Kanye West as a person. What does that matter to me? Like, you know, I I, I love um, uh, Kendrick Lamar's album, but, you know, if Kendrick Lamar came out tomorrow and started being like, I hate black women or some shit, I'd be like, man, what a piece of shit. I fucking love this album. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. to me, that is different. Right. And like and like I say, for for me personally, I believe that a lot of people were influenced at a very young age and they bought into this and they felt like a lot of their family and things talk so highly of him. And, you know, he meant a lot. Uh, it still means a lot to the black community. And so it's one of those things where she felt like if I came out, all of a sudden I have to deal with all the black community, which is doesn't make any sense but in her mind on my as almost like if i come out my family's gonna turn on me you know the church is going or what or whatever organizations you know communities are going to this black which is, is going to turn on me but it's it's ridiculous to even consider that but 
I think that too, and I think for a lot of people, they don't separate, we're talking about like the separation between the actor and the real life person. They don't separate the two because when you don't have adults in your life to tell you to, to instill in you that what's important and what's not important and what you need to idolize and what you don't need to idolize, this is the end result. It's just sad that that's a prevalent mentality anyway. Right. But back to what she was saying. But as I vomited in the backseat of the taxi that Cosby ushered me into after he assaulted me one night in the late 80s, that Dr. Huxable image no longer made sense. I felt both physically violated and emotionally bamboozled. Still, I didn't want the image of Dr. Husby, uh, Huxable reduced to what, uh, to that of a criminal. For so many African American men I knew, William H. Cosby, EDD, uh, provided a much needed wholesome image of success and the character he made famous was their model for self-worth and manhood. I knew that in my reluctance to add my assault to the allegations facing Cosby, I was allowing race to trump rape. <sighs> mm. I mean, if you think, I don't know, if if there's really a motherfucker out there that's like, I'm not going to be a man no more because Bill Cosby, the TV show, wasn't real. What kind of man was that in the first place? I don't know. That's like if you find out Claire Huxable was secretly an alcoholic and shit, you're just going to be like, well, Felicia Rashad couldn't make it, so I'm going to quit law school. Uh, to me, that sounds crazy. Even as the number of Cosby accusers had mounted to more than 25, many African-Americans struggled to part with their idealized image of him. Several celebrities publicly defended Cosby, questioning the credibility of his accusers and criticized the media for ruining his legacy. Actors Whoopi Goldberg and Ben Vereen and the singer Jill Scott, among others. At the BET Honors last week, Felicia Rashad, who played Cosby's TV wife, was applauded and then alluded to protecting the Cosby Show legacy during her awards acceptance speech. Rashad at one point even gave credence to conspiracy theories circulating among African Americans that suggest some nameless person or group made up the sexual assault allegations to prevent Cosby's return to television. Historical context also has fueled much of this doubt. Last year, before I revealed my own story, I called a very dear African American friend and asked her what she thought about the women accusing Bill Cosby. I don't believe these white women, she said. They are just trying to destroy another black man. It pained me terribly to hear her say it, but I knew her perspective wasn't uncommon. Right, and so I think that's a lot to do with why she quote-unquote felt like she was going to take... And, and, and something else that upsets me, too, it, uh, is when people go... Well, they're trying to take another black man down from the black community. Sometimes niggas fuck up, y'all. They fuck up. And you got you got to say that, that, that hey, this makes no sense. Yeah, sometimes niggas need to be taken down. It reminds, right. it reminds me of um, when I was on Black Astronauts and I was talking with Feek. And Feek was like, you know, I think we were talking about Ray Rice. And he was talking about how, you know, in a way, men are also victims of the the domestic violence that they are being the purveyors of so like even if even mentally even if ray rice is the one hitting somebody he's also a victim in a way of just being a victim of that mentality and all this shit correct and now he's gonna go to prison and he's gonna be incarcerated and he's gonna be a victim of that shit Mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah that's fine i don't give a fuck some niggas need to go to jail correct correct Some, some people gotta go to jail like I, you know, not everything is so, uh, uh, not everything is going to be able to be cleared up in a nice way. 
sometimes it is going to end up with someone having to pay a price for doing some shit and maybe they can learn their lesson in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe they come out better. Maybe they come out worse. But the thing is, we can't just let someone beat and terrorize women and then just go, well, put them back on the street. I mean, we do, we would hate for him to go to jail for it. You know what I mean? So um, that's true, and 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 also is is one of these things where I think because the black community, and we've talked about this before, because the black community has went through so much and suffered so much and had so much injustice done to them, some people have almost went to the opposite end of the spectrum where they were like, "Oh, we can't do anything wrong," almost, mm-hmm. and you can't excuse everybody' behavior. You know, you do things, you do need to be punished for it, and sometimes people do shit, and it has nothing to do with your color of your skin. You fucked up, and you need to be punished and at what period of time does you being an adult come into play you are a goddamn adult and you are conscious enough to make decisions on your own accord and you need to be held accountable for your decisions regardless of the color of your skin um so black people are sensitive to the fact that for centuries af- images of african-american men as threats to white women have been used to justify oppressing them in 1989 for instance at the fifth season of the Cosby show aired and the Huxtables were the most watched TV family in American homes. The heart-wrenching case of the Central Park Five began to unfold in the news. The story was filled with abhorrent racist overtones. Five African-American and Hispanic boys were convicted of raping a white woman as she was jogging in the park. Even though the crime scene DNA did not match any of the teens, they were depicted in the media as wild animals and unjustly imprisoned on, several, on sentences ranging from 5 to 13 years. Their forced confessions and wrongful convictions and white America's misplaced rage all fed off of old stereotypes of black men's lustful, violent, and uncontrollable behavior towards white women. The same stereotypes that had convicted the Scottsboro boys and caused countless others, African-American men, to be lynched, castrated, and burned alive. Like my friend, many people were invoking this long and horrific history when examining the sexual assault accusations against Bill Cosby. Many black folks feel suspicious, agitated, and afraid when they see white women in, uh, charging an, an African-American man with sexual violence. Admitting that Cosby is a rapist would feel like giving in to an old America's age-old stereotypes about black men. It would be akin to validating fears that African-American men are lustful and violent. It would be taking away one of our greatest and most inspiring role models, one many African-Americans feel we can't afford to lose. Right, because a lot of people have that connection and put him on the pedestal. And but he took it away from himself. Yes, he it's did. Not, it's not. It's not your fault. You can still like that show. You'll be okay. Yes, you can. You know. Um. Yeah. So, and also, if it was just this rampant, like, oh, black men dating white women, uh, well, let's just take them down with these false accusations. Why is it every single black man of any import being taken down? correct why is it only bill cosby you know what i mean like why isn't michael jordan being accused of rape every fucking day like you know he's the first billionaire black athlete why can't we take him down like why only bill cosby eventually it was vicious anger that some directed at barbara bowman victoria valentino and other courageous women who spoke up about their assaults by cosby that convinced me to come forward i saw in their eyes the same deep pain that i had been experiencing silently for years other women of color started speaking up to say that they've been drugged and or sexually assaulted by Kazi too. Uh, the model Beverly Johnson eventually joined them. You know, that's amazing too is, uh, if you look at the race as it gets further and further down, uh, people coming forward, there's more black women coming forward later than white women. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it is, it does say something about that mentality of, well, I don't want to hurt black America, but. Now that it's 17 women and people are dismissing them because most of them are white. Right. Let me come forward now. When I, and, and you know, and, and the thing is, 
I understand for a lot of women why they wouldn't come forward on shit like this because yeah. I have Facebook. And when I see some of the idiocy said by people around mm-hmm. this shit, mm-hmm. um, when I see some people that I otherwise could respect, but then they say, they talk about the Cosby shit and they just sound so fucking, uh, misogynistic, um, uh, conspiratorial and, otherwise um you know down downright defenders of rape right um when you see that shit i see why if i was a woman with a story to tell i might not want to tell my story right and why you won't take a black man down to me you know what i hear what about black on black crime that's don't have goddamn thing to do with anything yeah why would a black man rape a bunch of women is the question right you know like i said it's not like they're taking every black man down um so uh on some level i felt that i betrayed oh wait hold on uh okay so she talked about she talked about beverly johnson yeah yeah when i finally told my story in the new york daily news in november it was hard for me to look other african-american people in the eye on some level i felt that i betrayed black america and some of my african-american friends seemed too hurt by the damage to Cosby's image to offer me any support yeah that's gotta suck because you know everybody has social media now mm-hmm. how many of her friends on social media we're already in this camp and then she comes out and it's like you too fuck you mm-hmm. instead of being like wow this is one of my friends now it's like oh no 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 fuck you you must be lying to right the friend who i dismissed the Kazi, the stories of Kazi's white accusers for instance didn't offer me any words of comfort yeah because boss she was because i used this number soon after i told my story i ran into a successful african-american photographer who asked me sister is it true wow the tone of his question made it sound like our father had died. I'm sorry, brother, but it is true. Don't let this weaken you in any way, I told him. Nigga. Oh. Mm. Mm. Yeah, like, um, Roger, all jokes aside, the way you feel, your daddy, people people that have parents in their life, parents that are there, both mother and fathers, a lot of them are like, what the fuck is happening? But a lot of people, like I said, absent parents, children fall into this hole and when you don't have positive role models, you don't have people guiding you in the right direction. You know, if you don't have people around you, successful people, successful black people in your life to, you know, to show you that there is a uh, there is more out there than this. This is the end results, because it's, it's hard for somebody who has a lot of people in their life shaping and molding them throughout their life. They're like, I don't understand the connection. I don't understand, you know, why would you pour your heart and, and why would you feel this certain type of way? But I can completely understand this because like I said, absent father. So I understand being a child and being impressionable and being plopped in front of the TV. Like I can understand. I've never got the connection, but I can understand somebody falling for it and, because you have adults that still have a childlike mind and still, you know, when they talk and speak, you go, mm, you didn't mature in that area of your life. Even though you quote unquote grown, this is the result. That's, that's not my point. My point is I don't understand how a fucking man can ask a person that's been raped. Is it true? So that she can care about how that dude feels about her being raped by somebody. Yeah. He made it about him. Yeah. That's fucking mm-hmm. like, that's crazy to me. Yeah, like, what a piece of shit. Like, oh, uh, like, first of all, to even be like, did you really get raped? I mean, the other 49 women that came forward, I could see. <laughs> That's but, 103. But, I mean, you, I mean, I would be forced to believe you. And then to be like, for her to have to even feel like, let me console this dude over my sexual assault. That's right. 
people what are, the fuck man are assholes kind of shit is this i couldn't even imagine right because me being hey, hurt is now, more important than your sexual assault yeah yeah now well now that you admit it now that you uh came out and said that i mean what about me though that's really what he asked right what about me though I mean, I now know I got, got to live with the fact that you've been sexually assaulted. Right, by somebody that I'm a fan of. Right. If it had been a stranger, I probably wouldn't have gave a fuck. But now, yeah. since I know this particular person, it means, it, but like, did your rape matters now? But before that, I probably could have gave a fuck about your rape. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Cosby was once a source of hope for many African Americans, but fictional icons like him. Plus, you're grown now. Correct. It's 1984. Right. What you gonna stop taking care of your kids in 2015? <laughs> and cry in the kind corner of, for four days? Kind of shit is this? Correct. You Sorry, be responsible it's, it's for fucking, your actions. It's fucking pissing me off, man. I understand how people grew up, but now it's, it's 2015, man. <laughs> I was 30 ah, years ago. Right. You grown. You don't, you don't get to keep keep with that. Well, if Bill couldn't be a, a not rapist, what's my choices? I guess I got to rape too. <laughs> no. Cosby was once a source of hope for many African Americans, but fictional icons like him should not wield so much power over our collective spirit. Our nation's greatest African American heroes have been on the front lines of civil rights efforts, not in our television sets. Yeah, nobody was throwing rocks at Cosby. Meanwhile, he was probably behind the scenes telling y'all. Tell them how y'all niggas ain't shit. Right. You know, you know who he don't like? People that grew up without fathers and mothers that relied on him via the TV screen. Oh, correct. And publicly said it, dude. Yeah. Pull up your pants. Cut your hair. Don't wear dreads. We hate ourselves, man. I don't see how he's some hero. They are in the mother, they are in the mothers and fathers who fought real life challenges to raise us and the teachers and professors who worked long hours to educate us. Bill Cosby did not lead the march on Washington and the Cosby show didn't end racism. The only legacy at stake is of one entertainer, not of black manhood, as I once feared. Yeah, I mean, it took a long time to get to that, I guess. But, yeah, I just, uh, sorry, it just pisses me off, man. The whole, the whole fucking thing about it. You know, I, I, I mean, I get that she's a victim and shit, but it's sad because she's a victim also of this idea that, you know, she's taking down black America by being like, yo, this dude. This dude a rapist. Right. She's taking out her rapist. You didn't rape her? Yeah. Black, okay. Yeah. Black America not black America's not gonna be strengthened by the uh not gonna be hurt by the loss of a, a dude as a serial fucking rapist. Mm-mm. Um this wow. Amazing. Um there's also oh, what did I do with this article? Hold on. Now I gotta go find it, but one of the Kazi accusers, yeah, yep, uh, alleged Kazi accused, uh, victim testified before the Nevada legislat- legislature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was basically testifying about the statute of limitations on rape. She thinks it should be no statute of limitation. And I agree. Right. I, I don't, agree. I don't know why we have a statute of limitation on rape. Like, it seems like one of those crimes where we should be able to, Agree that, uh, you know, if no matter when you report it, that's something that you don't do. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's like, well, you got away with it for long enough. I guess everything's going to work out fine. Yeah. Uh, especially underage, right? right. Here's a get out of rape card. Yeah. Uh, um, right, right. Especially underage because you know what? A lot of people 
you know, when they're a child, families tell them, hush, shut up, even if they know about it. Yeah. You know, so they might wait till they get older and to come out and they be like, oh, you waited too long. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> a woman who says Bill Cosby victimized her decades ago asked Nevada lawmakers on Friday to support a bill removing the state statute of limitation on sexual assault, a provision that prevented her from pursuing a criminal case against the comedian. Lisa Lote Lubin, 48, fought through tears while telling lawmakers she passed out in the Las Vegas Hilton in 1989 after Kazi gave her two alcoholic drinks. The former model, model says she remembers Kazi stroking her hair and then she woke up at home. It was only after hearing similar allegations from other women that she concluded something happened to her while she was unconscious. She said she filed a police report on the incident in January but was told Cosby couldn't be charged because too much time had passed. She's, so she and her husband went to Bill's sponsor and urged her to draft the legislation to the bill sponsor, not Bill Cosby, but to mm-hmm. the actual bill. I want to empower victims, period, regardless of what happens to me. Cosby's publicist, Dr. Uh, David Brokaw, did not immediately respond to an email seeking comment on Friday. Of course. Uh, so then it just goes into the, how many other people have come forward. So yeah, it's amazing that crimes that uh, men, large amount of men commit against women, have for some reason these marvelous statutes of limitations. Mm, I mean statutes of statutes. limitations. Statutes. <laughs> I thought it was our statues of no, limitations. Statutes. statutes. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> statues. That's what I've been calling it for years. I'm like, oh, got statue of limitation. <laughs> <laughs> A statue just pop up and be like, hey, nigga, time up. <laughs> um a michigan pastor says being gay is an abomination like being an axe murderer oh i guess gay people don't axe murder not unless you axing between the asses i don't understand with your dick what's happening here uh, both be chopping down um some trees you know what i'm saying i can see it sexuality is commonly seen in american culture to be oh why does this sound so loud try this Fox 17 News at 5 starts right now. And first at 5, a West Michigan pastor making waves online following a recent sermon he gave at his Zealand church where he compared being gay to being an ex-murderer. Those comments have sparked calls for an apology and plans for protest out in front of the church. Fox 17's Josh Sidorowicz spoke to the man who used to be a member of the church when he was younger. And Josh, she's the one that's organizing the protest this weekend, right? Christian, yeah, he is. And this all stems from a March 1st sermon shared at the First Baptist Church in Zealand. The church is in the midst of rewriting its mission to better reflect its views on marriage and sexuality. The sermon was part of that, but it was the comments made equating someone coming out as gay to someone coming out as an axe murderer by following their internal compass that has many now calling for an apology. The movement that contradicts biblical sexuality has really changed its foundational thesis and said, no, it's an internal compass and a person can discover their sexuality at any moment. This part of the nearly hour-long sermon told by Pastor Clint Eccles of the First Baptist Church in Zealand that is raising eyebrows and anger online. And then they say, oh, wait a second, I, I'm, I'm gay, I'm bisexual, uh, I want to change my gender. Um, these things and and that's being true to themselves and being true to their internal compass and then there was this for instance on, on another completely other playing field if tomorrow I woke up because I've got this internal compass that's telling me what truth is um, tomorrow if I wake up and I say well I think I'm an axe murderer okay and, and, and now now I'm an axe murderer 
Okay, would you would you be happy with that? Would would you would you agree? Would you want me to to follow my, that internal compass? For a former member of the church, one who told us he remembered his own struggles coming out of the closet, the juxtaposition jolted Dan Vanderley. Living in a time where it's hard enough to come out as gay, in a community where it's difficult enough to be gay, that to compare that to axe murder, I think does rise to the level of hate speech. For Vanderlee, who says he's a man of faith, the sermon was hurtful and troubling. These pictures posted online of he and some supporters posing as apparent Westboro church members last weekend, while odd, the reason he said was to garner more public attention and illustrate what he described as the vitriol and hate happening inside the church. He said he wanted to bring it out. They are breaking love thy neighbor as thyself, and uh, in, in, in the process, they're putting in the minds of the kids that go to that church that being gay is not acceptable. We did go to Pastor Eccles' home Friday. We also went to his church. He was at neither, and the church instead saying Eccles would not be commenting on camera, issuing instead a statement to Fox 17, reading in part, In regard to human sexuality, God's word is clear. God, through his design and clear prescription in his holy word, instituted marriage between one man and one woman. With malice toward none, but charity toward all, First Baptist Church of Zealand seeks to teach the unchanging truths of God's word. And we have put the church's full statement for you on our website. You can also listen for yourself to the entire sermon we've been talking about. That link to the church's website also up on fox17online.com. Now, Vanderlee said he is planning to protest out in front of that church this coming Sunday morning. We are live in the studio. Josh Sador with Fox 17 News. So, uh, now gay people do say X a lot. Ah! Um, but I don't think it's the same as being any level or type of murderer no gay don't mean you're a child molested gay don't mean you commit murder Mm-hmm. it's all the same no it's not yeah that's right man people uh people say some outlandish shit from time to time um, true now my question is what happens with the rest of the people in the church when shit like that happens i feel like you should be able to get up and walk out like and like not just get up and walk out you should be able to get up walk to the collection plate get your money back <laughs> especially if they already took offering and then and then get out like oh man nah my bad i thought this church was for me i'm gonna need my six dollars back thanks all right man i have a good one Matter of fact, let me get two more for gas, cause y'all even wasting my gas. All right, for right now, yeah. Coming down here for this bigotry. Um, uh, here's a woman talking about some feminist. Um, let's see what she had to say. All right, we're gonna take you back to a topic that we started talking about before the commercial break, when Josh Ernest rudely and deliberately interrupted the outnumbered program <laughs> about how the number of kids being born to unmarried cohabitating couples is at a record high in the United States. Okay, Dr. Manny, couples right. not marrying, shacking up, having babies. Why? Uh, it's every day in in our practices. You know, I deliver babies for a living, and I see this. You know, it's a quarter at least of patients that we see every day in many many hospitals in the country. Uh, why is it happening? Well, uh, for a lot of times it's cultural. There are many uh, pe- people coming to this country where that is a norm, where people meet, they get together, they want to have a baby, and bingo, they come back here, they don't think about the marriage thing. Um, there are some people that don't believe in marriage, and I think that that's probably a problem. You know, the comparison and the study looking at unmarried mothers decreasing, well, that's a trend uh, that, of course, has been going on since teen pregnancy rates have come down. So I know the statistics are going down. Mm -hmm. But this new philosophy sometimes is the way people were brought up 
but also is because, in my opinion, the whole concept of marriage, whether it is, uh, you know, heterosexual marriage or homosexual marriage, whatever the case may be, uh, is really something that people don't are not paying attention. The concept of fidelity is something that is being lost. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a story yeah. in the New York Times the other day that in there are buses in France now uh, promoting this website about you, uh, women you could have an affair if you're married, mm -hmm. and we have that here in the U.S. too. Mm -hmm. And the French government will, will all up in arms because, oh my God, you know, under the French Constitution, marriage is something very sacred. Of course, they don't follow it that much anymore. But be that as it may, and people see that as a, as a point of expression, it, it's not. It's the whole thing is that marriage into itself has becoming more difficult for people right. to accept, and I think that that's what we see in these statistics. I think that's absolutely right. And if you look at the statistics, Harris, men specifically are opting out of marriage. I mean, this is a term that's been dubbed by. Breitbart as the sexitus. All right, so I get into lots of trouble when I pipe up because I was raised by Shirley and Bob, and this is how they raised oh, me. Oh, Bob and Shirley. I know. <laughs> I love them. Uh, you know, I mean, it's all about the milk and the cow. I, I don't think there's a lot of pressure on men to get to get married because we are much more sexually free society. Uh, in general, if you kind of look historically, well, the 70s were pretty wild. But, I mean, <laughs> you Do know, tell. Do tell, Harris. I was in grade school. Hello. Um, but what I'm saying is, as a society, are we, and it's a question really for the doctor, too, are we really at a point where... You know, sex and marriage don't have to go together anymore, obviously. It used to be part of a song that rhymed. But we've gotten away from that. Guys just don't feel the pressure anymore. Well, and, and Kennedy, yeah. women have been encouraged to give it up, as Harris talks about, freely with the rise yeah. of feminism, yeah. have sex like a man. So they're doing this, and they're not making the guys step up to put a ring on it. No, and, and they, they are uh, they're sacrificing the integrity of the relationship. I think a lot of times, and maybe that sounds judgmental, I also blame Tinder because I think there are a lot of dudes Makes that don't want to get married because if you're not married, it's not cheating. Am I wrong? You're right. There you go, guys. Figured it all out. Women, you're fucking it up for yourselves. All the sex. You're having the sex and it's uh, messing everything up for marriage. That's why you can't get uh that's why you can't get husbands giving it up freely. You gotta trick them into being with you by withholding sex. You know, you know what's funny is um to me, why is the idea of marriage going away such a bad thing? Like people have already kind of given up like this. And maybe it's just the brainwashing that we've all undergone, but right. this idea that marriage is somehow this institution that should not, cannot, and will not go away or be diminished in any level and should always continue to go up, it's archaic, you know? Um, not to mention, many of these are the same people that don't want to see um, gay people get married, you know? Like, that would add to a lot of marriages if y'all would allow that oh no we're not doing that okay right. but um yeah it's very it's very funny and then not to mention how, how reductive it is to women to basically reduce them to sex like you either get have sex and you won't get married because you're out here having all this sex or or you don't have sex and then you get married and you'll live happily ever after but the end of the end of the day, you know, the woman who has sex is going to end up old and alone. And that's the problem with these feminists and, and right. shit like that. They're all whores. Right. You know, that's what you're implying. And 
and also it's funny how you know the way they talked like marriage is just one-sided because mm-hmm. i'm well they talked about gay and straight but the, the women were talking about like straight marriages per se i'm under that assumption and so for a lot of them what about women opting out what about the rights and the choices of women to say i don't want to marry you you know just because we're having sex i'm not obligated to marry you. i'm not obligated to be with you yeah also if men are opting out of marriage why is that bad right if men are saying like i don't want to get married now that women are sexually liberated that's fine not everybody should even want to get married and god damn we know everybody shouldn't be in one ain't that the truth how many of these more how many more fucked up stories do we need to read on the show to be like man maybe people don't need to be together so it's very weird to me to see people you know uh caping for this idea of marriage um as long you know because really what they're caping for is the idea of keeping women uh sexually um oppressed. yeah sexually oppressed and to keep mm-hmm. them from having sex and, and by the way isn't people aren't encouraging women to have sex as much as men quote unquote right that has never been the thing it's been about sexual choice it's about right. being it's about taking the shame out of sex for a lot of people uh, because we're just human beings and a lot of that shame is is the things that hold people back not to mention a lot of that shame is uh couched in religion uh mm-hmm. religion that has been very misogynistic religion that has been used to hold people back uh in other social areas um you know religion that's very homophobic so pardon us if not everybody believes in your stupid ass religious hang-ups about sex okay all they're all they're saying is they want to empower people to have the choice of what they want to do with their bodies and not feel bad about it so if you want to go have sex and that's your thing please feel free to if you're the kind of person that does not want to have sex you you don't need to go do that either do the thing that makes you happy and i would also say uh, to another extent it helps men out because if you're a man and maybe you're looking for a sexual relationship, but you don't need to be married and you're not looking to get married, then that's also good for you. We don't, I don't want to see people getting married and, uh, put in a bad situation that they really don't want to be in. That's correct too. And it's funny though, how for some reason, when, uh, situations like this, when women bring up, uh, feminism, they always want to connect sexuality to it. Like feminism is all about just a woman's right to have sex. Like there's nothing else attached to uh, feminism. Almost like they want to shame the women that stand for feminism. Like if you stand for feminism, what's wrong with you? You stand for feminism, you're against women getting married. And that's the most ridiculous thing. And that goes back to what I've told you before. When a lot of people associate feminism, they think of white gay women. Feminism is a lot more bigger than that. There are straight women well i don't even think that's what they're talking about though they're when they talk about feminism these women are talking about people that are ha- women that have sex period that's what they're talking about that's what she they basically just straight up said now maybe the woman is white black i don't know but what they're saying is marriage rates are down because you whores are out here fucking people if you would <laughs> stop if you would just put your pussy back up marriage rates would go back up my question is what kind of fucking marriage is that right you know, I, like, I don't know, man. People just so, in, in a lot of ways, our country can just be so fucking, uh, I don't know, Protestant, for lack of a better term. Um, T.I. and his wife's best friend were going at it on social media. 
that Shakina and T.I. Um, were having the problems because apparently she's Tiny's best friend, but um, that doesn't mean that she likes T.I. Now, I don't watch that TV show, so maybe this is part of it. Right, I don't either, so I'm at the loop. Shakina posted a screenshot and caption from a recent FaceTime session she had with none other than T.I.'s arch nemesis, Floyd Mayweather. And when the fans questioned why Shakina was friendly with a known enemy of her BFS husband, she didn't hesitate to remind them that T.I. and her had never gotten along. Um, yeah, she had a FaceTime with Floyd Mayweather and said, I had to FaceTime with my big bro at Floyd Mayweather and laugh with him about these haters. Hate is real in the streets. Laughing at you haters like ha 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 ha. Um, and then someone said, did you and Tiny fall out of something? Your post seemed like you've moved around friend-wise. And then she said, no, I love her, but her husband has never been my friend. I don't get y'all. Lots of exclamation points. I played on their show. The wrong there, by the way. That's all me and T.I. have never been friend, and I am his wife friend. I can talk whoever the fuck I want. Uh, I get my own money. Man, why didn't she use any hand clap emotions? I get my own money, always have and always will. T.I. is not my boss, but his wife is my friend, so get a life. So maybe that's what the problem is. People need to get a life. Apparently so. Uh, then she said, man, what her husband don't respect me, he never has. He always called me the help. So I guess he used to shit on her on the show or something. But why? But didn't y'all have a threesome? Someone asked. I ha- I don't have fucking threesomes. You better ask about me. And I don't know. Well, he did just ask about you. I, I don't know what <laughs> no one do because I'm not around things like that. And T.I. responded, a king knows how to build an empire with the same stones thrown at him. That was his picture post that he put. And then he put underneath that, no love for the other side. Go against me and meet the greatest adversary you ever known. Real simple with me. And I don't fucks with you then. Fuck you straight like that. So miss me with, and then the emoji of the monkey that's covering his eyes like see no evil. Miss me with that monkey shit. And then he had to hear no evil monkey or get deal or get dealt with. Hashtag no more talk. I'm busy. Bum bitch beat it. T.I. regulating Karen. Meanwhile on Instagram. Yippee-ki-yo, yippee-ki-yay. Mm. Uh, they now have a new drug that is sprayable sleep. Do not let Bill get a hold of this. He's going to get back into the game. Oh, I don't need that. I can go sleep with no problems. He said he was far from finished. And now I know why. Hi, Nico Girl. Do you ever have trouble falling asleep? You're not alone. Millions across the world suffer from poor sleep, and that number grows every day. Work stress, combined with the growing use of mobile phones and tablets in the bedroom, have both been scientifically shown to harm your ability to sleep and decrease the quality of sleep you do get. What's the solution? You need to maximize your body's natural levels of its key sleep-regulating hormone, melatonin. Turn them Some of the off. best ways to do that are waking up at the sunrise, going to bed soon after sunset, and avoiding all artificial light. But how are we supposed to do that in today's world when we're surrounded constantly by electronics like smartphones, laptops, and TVs? It's practically impossible. And that's why today we decided to create the solution for you. 
Hi, I'm Ben, and this is Devin. We're the creators of Sprayable Energy, the world's first topical caffeine spray. In 2013, we successfully hit over 1,000% of our funding goal, and Sprayable Energy became a worldwide phenomenon, with tens of thousands of bottles sold to happy customers in over 50 countries. Today, you have a chance to be a part of the next big revolution in health. It's called Sprayable Sleep. Both these dudes look like they will rape you in your sleep. They do. They look scary. Both of them look like they can't wait to suck your toes while you passed out. Nope, not buying it. Sleep is one of the most important factors in your health. Without it, it's hard to do much of anything. Focus, work, exercise, or anything else. Sprayable Sleep is the world's first topical melatonin spray. It helps you boost your natural levels of melatonin and helps you fall asleep on demand without all the harsh side effects and chemicals that come with sleeping pills. Just spray sprayable sleep on your skin an hour before bedtime and it helps you fall asleep gently so that you'll wake up refreshed, just as nature intended. The pill form has existed for years, but melatonin pills absorb extremely poorly through your digestive system, forcing them to often flood your body with up to 30 times the melatonin you actually need all at once before quickly being destroyed. This can make you feel groggy and often leaves you waking up with what sleep researchers refer to as sleep drunkenness. Unlike pills, sprayable sleep absorbs through the skin, bypassing the liver. Even better, it absorbs gradually over time, giving you melatonin just the way your body intended, slowly over the course of a night, not all at once like pills do. Using sprayable sleep is super simple. Just spray it on your neck about an hour before you're ready for bed and you're good to go. Sprayable sleep is also customizable. Spray as little or as much as you need. You have full control. Sprayable sleep is perfect for those of us who have trouble falling asleep, whether it's because of jet lag, stress, or just plain insomnia. It's freaking me out that all the people in this ad are Asian, um, and then the one Indian dude, because, like, uh, if you watch enough Japanese porn, it's like, you know what? This this is uh this might not be good for y'all to have. Man. Right, watch that hentai. You know what's up. Don't hop on a bus. Mm-hmm. I use it when I'm traveling to another country. Super effective, and it puts me right to sleep. Our team at Sprable includes industry-leading scientists and researchers, and is based out of Stanford University's Stardex Accelerator. They literally have no women working on this product. This is uh-uh. this is kind of creeping me out. Program. We've been developing, testing patenting and perfecting sprayable sleep for over two years and it's something that we're really thrilled to introduce to the indiegogo community creating a product that safely and gently helps you fall asleep wasn't easy but we're really proud of the results it will change the third of your life that you spent sleeping so that you can make the most of the other two-thirds and then the only person they have trying the product is hot women. Wi- is hot, hot women is this a joke no it's raised three hundred thousand dollars it's real Sprayable Sleep is housed in a beautiful silver aluminum bottle that is manufactured and packaged here in the U.S. Each bottle contains 30 uses of Sprayable Sleep, enough for a month of great sleep. We have a small initial run of the product, and we want to help those who need it most. And that's why we're back on Indiegogo. So if you've ever had trouble falling asleep, this is your chance to be first to try Sprayable Sleep. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like Bill Cosby's going to endorse that. Am am I the only... I guess I'm... I must be very old-fashioned because um, a lot of people's sleep problems come from them not taking proper care of their bodies and them not listening to their bodies during the course of the day when it says nap and you go, fuck it, I'm going to press through it. 
you know, f- you know, when I go to bed, I turn my phone in on to like night mode or airplane mode so the fuck I won't ring and ching and chime all night long so that you can get rest. Like it's little simple things that you can do versus spraying shit on yourself. Nah, I mean, if you're just having issues with sleep, I say go to a doctor. Right, because Rather it's than serious. Sprayable sleep dudes. I don't know Find about this. Find out what your sleep problems are. If Not to mention the implications that someone else could just like spray some shit on you and an hour later you're like, oh, oh. Right. Why? Is that going to be stuff? Somebody going to be in the committee crimes with that shit. That's what I'm saying. Bill Cosby going to be supporting it. Sprayable sleep. Nah. Yeah, they're going to spray it on their hands, then spray it on you or some shit. Just spray it on the neck. Then you. <laughs> thing to go to the sleepy place you know and i think it is talking to us women because if you look at the container like a little like a thing of lipstick uh yeah it just like i mean you spray it though so i mean it wouldn't be lipstick no no i mean the container look you know it's, oh. it looks like something very small and compact like you know I me mean? something like a woman would carry around oh, okay. like some mascara or something like that some dude was fucking with the cops uh he's an open carry activist who uh, apparently rode up on some police um, with his gun out. I bet you they didn't think it was funny. I wonder what he does for a job. He's just walking down the street. Get to the point where the cops grow up. One, two... Oh, oh, he's walking around a school, and he got his gun out. Nigga. Yeah, he just walked up on police. Is there a reason you're following me? Nobody's following you. We're, I was sitting right here. All right, well, you got two two of y'all posted up here, and it, it kind of feels like you're all following me. First of all, did he just say, is he walked up to the cops and was like, is y'all following me? And they said, no, no. We don't want no problem, sir. That, I mean, guess the race. Right. Oh, that's white. But my thing is, if they were, you walking around a school ground with the goddamn gun. Yeah. We've been sitting here actually for a little while. Oh, have you? Okay. Since y'all did your uh, Hawaii 5 Uh, You can tell his jacket is um, camouflage. Interesting. Came down there. Okay. Well, that's part of our job is when people call, we just go to the area. Yeah. Uh, okay. You got reports of illegal activity, did you not? No. What did you get a report of? Well, I, mean, I got dispatched here by my dispatch. My All dispatch. right. So, I'm guessing dispatch got a report of somebody walking with a rifle flung over the, their back. Uh, that would be my assumption. Right. So, I mean, in a, in a legal sense, it's, it's just as legal as me walking down the street with my dog. Actually, probably more and more legal in some uh, cities, depending on what kind of dog you've got. So, you know, this guy here pulling his uh, stock car reverse into oncoming traffic was totally unnecessary. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. So, how long are you going to be out here today? Well, the funny thing about you asking me a question is I'm, I'm not going to answer it. Okay. Uh, oh, my God. And there's like three other cop cars at this point. Um, okay. So, because I mean, anything I say can and will be used against me in a court of law, right? Okay, well, that's that's if you were under arrest. Right, mean? right. But every, we both know that everything you guys do, you know, is geared towards gathering evidence. Am I am I correct? That's, that's part of what we do. <laughs> you don't need to have your hand on your gun, man. 
Oh, you do? That's part of what we do. Okay. What's that? Let me that? explain something to you. Okay. It's a resting area. It's an arresting area? Sir. It's a resting area. Resting area? Can I rest my hand on my gun? Sir. Do what you feel you need to do, sir. Will you shoot me? Do what you need to do. Are you going to shoot me? So that's his personal choice, okay, number one. Well, okay, I mean, number two, number two. That, 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 time out. No, that no, that no, shiny no, little bit. No, I'm I talking know. now. That okay, shiny little bit she's got okay. on his chest I'm doesn't sure. give him more rights than I have. Okay, but we're Actually, talking about that. you all work for me and the taxpayers, right? Okay. Okay. Well, so I don't know. I don't know what you can only use your hand in your gun. That's the reason for me to think that, you, okay. you know, you feel ill will towards me. Sure. You know? And if I were to do the same thing, you'd probably pull your gun out and point it at me. Am I right? Sir, I'm trying to, I'm trying to have a conversation. No, I'm talking to you, tough guy. Nigga, what? <sighs> this video should just be like, when people go, white privilege doesn't exist, I'm, I'm just going to save this video and just send it like, no, niggas can't do this. This is how you die. And everybody on Fox News will be like, he deserved to die. He was fucking with the police. Mm. But yeah, I saw that. I'm talking to you, tough guy. No. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Uh, Hillary Clinton finally released her, uh, her, her defense about, um. I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with her? Her defense for having the email, um, that wasn't not using the email she was provided. She didn't feel like carrying two phones. inconvenience didn't feel like carrying two phones guys but you want to be the president of the goddamn united states i thought using one device would be simpler obviously it hadn't hasn't worked out that way she says so there you go her and every dude that's ever cheated on you same excuse um (laughs) what else is going on um oh apparently the glp got the constitution wrong those 47 people that uh sent a letter to iran <laughs> nobody proofread apparently they did not proofread um or pay somebody to proofread it and they said it has come to our attention while observing your nuclear negotiations with our government that you may not fully understand our constitutional system but Harvard Law Professor Jack Goldsmith, writing the Lawfare blog, said it appears that the senators are the ones who do not understand our constitutional system or the power to make binding agreements. The letter warned that President Barack Obama had no right to negotiate international treaties without congressional approval. In the case of a treaty, the Senate must ratify by two-thirds vote. Anything not approved by Congress is a mere executive agreement, the letter claimed. However, Goldsmith noted that the Senate's own website makes clear that the Senate does not ratify treaties. The president is the one who ratifies a treaty if the Senate consents. The Senate takes up resolution of ratification by which the Senate formally gives its advice and consent, empowering the president to proceed with ratification. Goldsmith described the error as embarrassing. This is a technical point that does not detract from the letter's message that any administration deal with Iran might not last beyond this presidency, but in a letter purporting to teach a constitutional lesson, the error is embarrassing. So... I guess whoops. But y'all signed that shit, okay. Uh college group hosting Rick Santorum demands sensitivity training to teach gays respect. What? That's right. The college political group Young American Foundation 
uh has uh young america's foundation has refused to participate in mandatory lgbt sensitivity print training at george washington university on the grounds that they should have a religious exemption and they argued that gay and lesbian students were the ones who needed mandatory classes about respecting traditional marriage wow oh you mean ignorance exemption Mm-hmm. that's the exemption oh i'm ignorant and i don't I, I don't give a fuck that exemption the student newspaper the gw hatchet reported last week that young america's foundation had accused gw student association of not really being very tolerant of all religious beliefs because of proposed mandatory diversity training sessions for all student group leaders the way that people who are deeply christian behave is for a reason and if you're training them to change their behavior there's obviously a problem with that said emily Jahansky, uh who's president um, of the gwif um according to Jahansky, the training would include things that yf members don't believe in like learning to use proper pronouns for transgender students that's in the bible no okay YAF, which describes itself as the principal outreach organization of the conservative movement, is best known for inviting controversial speakers to college campuses. The group has scheduled possible Republican presidential candidate Rick Santorum to speak at GW next month. However, even president of the College of Republicans at GW has advised that sensitivity training was a good idea. Regardless of your views on LGBT people, LGBT people exist, President Alex Pollock noted. It should be mandatory for sensitivity Sorry, for from a sensitivity perspective, Allied and Pride for a pro LGBT group at GW argued that Young American Foundation should be labeled as a hate group as members refuse to abide by student association rules. Um, so yeah, they're like, uh, you, why we gotta respect these gay people? They need to respect us. That's the real problem. We don't need sensitivity training. They need to be more sensitive to what a real marriage is. Good Lord. Mm-hmm. We just want you to behave on campus. That's it. Where the marriage come into this conversation? It's like when someone insults you and then you just say the same insult back to them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, man, that's why you're, that's why, you know, you're homophobic. Your face is homophobic. What? What are you talking ah, about? God. What you just said made no sense, but they don't care. Uh, Fire Univision host Rod, Rodner Figueroa pins apology, level to, uh, apology letter to Michelle Obama. Oh, that's good. He's apologizing. All right. That's what did he do? What would you guess he did, Karen? Something dumb, whatever it is. Well, let's see. Rodner Figueroa was fired by Univision Wednesday after making an on-air joke comparing Michelle Obama to an ape from Planet of the Apes. Oh, okay. That sounds like a reasonable, reasonable thing to do to me. I mean, sometimes you just got to... Call somebody, uh, uh, oh. oh. We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with, fucking with black people. That's right, guys. The time to play the game that you didn't know you were already playing. <laughs> it's called Fucking With Black People, where we score things from 0 to 100 in intervals of 25 on the How Fucked With We Feel as Black People scale. Today's contestants, everybody, and starting with Rodner Figueroa. Um, that's right. 
uh in the letter to the former host uh sal e pimienta um he uh said that the only reason he was fired what do you think he would say the only reason was karen because she shouldn't look like a monkey uh was that someone (laughs) someone in the first lady's office complained about the joke that's why he was fired and that he now feels humiliated by univision he said his comments were taken out of context I want to clarify that I'm not racist and in no way was my content comment directed at you, but rather the work of the makeup artist, which left much to be desired. The letter read. Mm-hmm. So it's saying her makeup was so bad that she looked like one of the apes from Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Told you. It's her fault she looked like that. I'm just calling her out. Why are you firing me? Right. Yeah. I don't understand what I did wrong. I don't understand at all. I can't say that her natural state is to look like an ape without proper makeup. Figueroa also said that he's far from racist because he's biracial with Latino parents, one of whom is black. He also noted that he was one of the first openly gay personalities on Univision and even voted for President Barack Obama twice. That ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Well, that gives Univision more credit than I have to give uh, CNN for hiring Don Lemon and keeping him on the air. Right. They actually had the balls to get rid of somebody. I've been an activist for causes for causes in favor of minorities as I've been discriminated against. The yeah, comment they, they yeah. didn't force them to fire you. They was like, "Hey, hey dog, you can't, you know, can't be doing that." And they was like, "Oh, all right, you got to go." Mhm. Like that company got standards and morals and they was like, "Nope, you got to go cuz the guarantee you they never told them that they had to fire you. The company made the the choice to fire you, dog, based off of your comments." Yeah, and I mean, you really can't blame them. Because they was like, we don't want to deal with that because too many Latinos love Michelle Obama. Nope, you got to go, son. I mean, I think the makeup job doesn't look good, but I also don't think she looks like an ape. You got to know that that's a fucking racist stereotype to even throw out there. You know, you can't just be like, oh, her makeup job was bad. It's, oh, she's an ape. She like playing of the apes. Um, <laughs> well, it must have been all that... that music in the background that jigaboo you know was well, that music. him was i don't understand that first one's him right yeah i guess I don't was they transformer? i don't understand this these four pictures you got in my face uh it looks like one picture of him and then four three pictures of her zoomed in zooming in each one yeah those pictures don't look real uh so it says uh I've been an activist for causes that favor minorities as i've been discriminated against the comment that got him fired was aired uh, during El Gordo y La Flaca. Ha! I love that show. While makeup uh, artist Paola Belestro was showing how he uses makeup to transform into celebrities. When he showed the host his first lady transformation, Figueroa made the comment. Right. So it's, okay. it's, okay, so it's him pretending to be Michelle Obama. That makes it, because I was like, that does not look like her. Yeah, that is pretty bad. Yeah, cause it's one, yeah, she's right below that in right. the real picture. Correct. He said, mind you, you know that Michelle Obama looks like she's part of the cast of Planet of the Apes, the film. And you thought that was going to be cool with them? So basically, Figueroa said that his comment wasn't about Michelle Obama per se, but what he felt was a disservice done by the makeup artistry, regardless of the context, comparing a black person to a primate is quite racist. Right um so there you go man maybe he'll get back on his feet i'm sure plenty of uh comedians will be defending uh him let me go ahead and send this to three guys on and uh (laughs) 
JL Covan so that they can defend it on their podcast. Um, let's see. Yeah. I know Andy will read the whole article. Randolph won't. <laughs> That's fine. All right. And I'll send it to JL Covan next. His show doesn't come out till. Um, next week, so uh, Tuesday, so he has plenty of time to. Oh, so he don't let me post on his page. See, that's what's wrong with these comedians, man. I got to tag it in my own status. To yeah. hell. <laughs> the hell, man. He wanted you post on his page. Thank you. Too important to let people post on your page. He might have turned to feature off. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They think they' too good. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, what would you get this care zero to a hundred? You know what? I actually give it a zero cause they fired him. Okay. Um, yeah, I would give it mm, 25 for the original comment comparing her to an ape. feel like, you know, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, that is, but that but was, that's like, about it. Yeah. But Uno vision was like, mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. have you said it in spanish they was like mm, i'm brave you got to get the fuck up out of here yeah it's just univision not uno vision it's not no <laughs> you can't you can't draw four or skip <laughs> i guess you could skip the channel but, yes you could um rush limbaugh if kanye west had sung university of oklahoma frats racist song it'd be a hit while a number of media pundits wednesday looked at to blame rap music for the racist chant sung by the University of Oklahoma SAE's fraternity. Rush Limbaugh put his own unique spin on the argument. He suggests that Kanye West will have a hit if he were to use the same lyrics, which included racial slurs and reference to lynching. If this was a, had been a song by Kim Kardashian's husband, the, they had sung this song at the Grammys, it'd be a hit, he said uh wednesday he added that one of his staffers seemed to disagree but i'm telling you this stuff gets awards and the people who sing it are portrayed as american royalty in terms of celebrity you can't deny that yes because you know how much he's into uh into rap songs and about lynching niggers mm-hmm. uh earlier in the day msnbc's morning joe well they already talked about that we talked about that already but uh yep there you go man what did you get that one, Karen? Oh, that one get a hundred. Yeah, I think so too. I, I was seventy five. I took twenty five off for um, Rush Limbaugh because you know he he he's Rush. You know, it's right. like but in my my thing is shit. At least Kanye would have a better damn beat. Mm-hmm. It would. Well, if black people would have been like one. That's the thing about that racist fraternity thing. If you would have let some niggers up in SAE, at least y'all wouldn't be beating on the one and three. You know, <laughs> the chant would have been on beat. We right. Might have had some steps and some claps put in there. Right. A Mississippi deputy was fired over a racist Xbox Live rant. You don't say. I get paid to beat up niggers like you, he said. <laughs> um, I guess someone has a whole thing, um, on the, on here. Write it down. 
Write it down. And once you see them bullets Dude, let me tell you fly, something. it's a done deal. You about to come to a fucking paid police officer's house. Nigga, I get I'll paid get... to beat up niggas like you. Nigga, what, I get nigga? paid to fucking what, beat up nigga? niggas like you. You a cop, nigga? I will fuck you, you up. You By the way, this is why I turn the sound off when I play, uh... When I play with anybody other than my friends, I'm not interested in any of this. Like, yeah, can we, you have to. Like, I don't want to be at a party with a bunch of racist dudes. Anyway. I'm right on my fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> Why is there an intro to this? Hood Gaming TV? There's an intro? Oh, and we gaming, nigga. We about to take it over 60 frames, nigga. Go go get your left trigger and your right Right. trigger. B button. Now I'm Xing all down your starter. Here is 100% real, unscripted. This is a real interaction. This is a guy who I was trolling in a previous lobby when I was just doing doing random gameplays around public lobbies trying to get some YouTube footage. This guy has to, happened to be one of the people I was trolling. This is a real cop. He did give me all of his, his information. His first name, last name, badge number, the phone number where he worked. And he did all of this out of anger so he could try to prove to me that he was a cop, um, which he really is a cop. But I did remove all of his information, his badge number, the phone number, everything out of this video um, so he could have his job. I don't want him to lose his job. I don't want no... Harm to come to this public man because then? he did do all this out of anger. Um, at the end of the day, I did tell him this was a joke. Um, so he knows that I'm not a person that goes around killing random cops. So guys, just take this video as a joke and entertainment. Um, this is just a random troll session on a random person. And once again, don't send no FBI or no CIA agents to my door thinking I'm really killing fucking cops. Hey, all right, hey, pa- enjoy the video. Pause this before you start. Yeah, the cop was wrong. But nigga, you go on here goddamn trolling people till they fucking get angry and lash out on you and put it on fucking YouTube. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, he was wrong. He was 100% wrong. But I guarantee you, people probably lash out at him all the time. All the time. You just go on here just goddamn fucking with people on Xbox Live. Just, just, just fucking. They're just <laughs> saying the most random, idiotic shit until somebody motherfucking responds and records and they tick, 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 tick. That shit is not got fucking funny. It's not funny. What is your friendship? I will, g- I will give you a, a, a fucking zero. Don't they have where you can rate friends? Mm-hmm. Zero, nigga. You get zero friendships. They offline. What's his name? Hey, hold on real quick. Somebody just sent some bitch ass nigga just sent me a voice message. Oh, no. Just want to let you know you talk a lot of shit. That's fucking bad as you do. You are fucking terrible. I would not talk shit anymore. So the dudes of the message, he invited him to the party and the game. I'm going to invite him to the party. I'm going to try to invite him to the party real quick. Um, hit the party officers and invite only. Yeah, that's what I'm about to do. Yeah, treat him. They troll him. They say that you can take his IP. IP address. Hey, my nigga, Ace is wild. What was that bullshit you was talking on this shit, nigga? I was talking to you because you fucking suck. How the fuck do I suck, nigga? nigga. But but, but in real life, nigga, you wouldn't want to see me with a real gun, nigga. Fuck you mean. 
But in real life, nigga, if I was to see you right now, I wouldn't be standing there because, nigga, I'll be fucking hitting your motherfucking jaw. I'll be fucking your mom's in her mouth. I'll be fucking your grandma's in her mouth, nigga. And I'll be nothing down they throat. Nigga, shut the fuck up. That gay ass shit, fucking nigga. Fucking bitch. Nigga, what's the deal? Hey, Nigga, you gonna talk shit? Hey, Nigga, you gonna talk shit? Nigga, what's your address? What's your address? What's your address, though, nigga? You gonna talk. Fuck, Five nigga. Step. You wanna know my address? Get a pencil. Get a fucking pencil. Fuck, nigga, I'll play this shit. In. Okay, I got a pencil right now, nigga. Get what's a fucking pencil. Well, alright, I got it. I right, muted him, giving his real address. Alright. Alright, please right. show up in my fucking nigga, house. Nigga, I'm, I'm not. Show up. I'm not even gonna see. Nigga, you not even gonna see me. I ain't no me. fucking bitch. Nigga, you not even gonna see me. Nigga, I'm just gonna tell you. Look, it's C-H-I-C-O-T. Make sure you get it right. Alright, nigga, because, nigga, once you see them bullets flying, I'm gonna fuck your house up, nigga. Then I'm gonna kick your door in. Okay. Shut the fuck up, yeah. nigga. Because if I was to yeah, see you right. Shut the fuck up. But, nigga. Bitch. Hey, hey, but let me tell you this hey, right nigga, now, nigga. Man. Hey, but. Hey, hey, shut up, D, man. Hey, nigga, if I was to see you in real life, nigga, I'll slap the shit out you. Hey, hey. With every hey, single I finger. I've got, you got my address. God That's my real man. fucking address. But, but, That's my real fucking I know, address. Won't but, you give me your fucking address? My address you is. You talking shit? Be a man. 120. These nuts, nigga, cause I'ma fuck your house yeah, up, yeah, nigga. I'ma sit up here. I'ma sit up here for real shit, nigga. Shut up. You a fucking bitch. All you know how to do is run that dick sucker. Nigga, uh, all nigga, you know how to do is run that fucking dick sucker. But, 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 nigga, you don't want to see me with your hands, though, nigga. You don't want to see me all with your hands. All you know how to do is run that fucking dick sucker. But, what, what's I bet you get out the shower hey, and take a piss, don't you? Hey, what city? What's the what city of state you in right now? What's it? Pasadena, Mississippi. I already said that one. All right, all right, nigga. I'm from Mississippi. If you get the dick out your mouth, you can listen. Alright, nigga, cause I'm. Actually, Mississippi. Actually, my people stay down there. You gotta address again, I guess. Nigga, Write it down. Nigga, I got the shit written down. Nigga. Write it down. Hey, once you see them bullets, let me tell you it's a done deal. You about to come to a fucking paid police officer's house. Nigga, I get I paid to beat up niggas like you. Nigga, what? I get nigga? paid to fucking what, beat up nigga? niggas like you. You a cop, nigga? I will fuck you, you up. You nigga. damn right, I'm a fucking cop. You damn right. You a cop, nigga? What's your what's what's your badge number, then, nigga? You ain't no cop. Gave him his badge number. You ain't no cop. Well, what's your what's your name, nigga? You ain't no fucking cop, nigga. On God, you ain't no cop. Oh my God, you fucking stupid. Funny. You already got my you. Oh my God, you already got my address, bitch. I don't know why you still talking shit. Well, what's your name? You say your name, James, nigga. This whole thing started because you started talking shit, and then you couldn't fucking back it up. But nigga, I'm gonna back it up with a pistol to your motherfucking ass, nigga. Real shit, nigga. I bet you are. That's why I got that thirty. That's why I got that thirty sitting on me right now, nigga. I'm gonna blow that motherfucker up, nigga. Yeah, you a you a bad man. You a bad man, ain't you? You a, you a, you a bad you man. Ain't a, ain't you ain't really no fucking cop, nigga. You a fucking Oh, fuck you too, you love me, you nigga, fucking You bitch. ain't no fucking cop, nigga. You a bitch ass nigga. Okay. You a bitch okay, ass nigga. Come to my house. Well, come to my house. You're gonna see. I, I am gonna see, nigga. Come to my house. Yeah. You're gonna see. You, I am gonna see, nigga. Are we gonna play or what? Hey, hey, hey. Right. I am gonna play, nigga. Say what you want. Oh my god. Right, his friend's like, what the fuck what y'all talking about? You created a party, let's fucking play. We gonna play or what, man? Say, I ain't got nothing else to say. Uh, hey, see, see, yeah, door to the door, it. no beef, no more, nigga. Ugh, like Biggie Small said, <laughs> hey, nigga. Hey, I'll hey, blow hey. that motherfucker, man. Hey. Real shit. Again.
I'll blow that Dang. motherfucker up. Hey, be quiet real quick, nigga, because I got, I got unfinished business with this bitch-ass nigga, man. I'm oh, my God. Anyway, it goes on for like 10 right. more minutes. Number, number one, if you did not want him to get fired, why did you release it? Mm-hmm. Because you know releasing this is going to get him fired. Mm-hmm. Period. Because you know that he's a real officer. So you know releasing this is going to get him lose his job. Right. He was very dumb and idiotic for what he did. And he was dumb and idiotic for his comments. But nigga, you go online fucking trolling people. Mm-hmm. Some accountability needs to be pointed at you at some period of time. Um, and it's one of those things, too, to where you scared about the FBI showing up at your house. Some random person that, that knows how to do that hacking shit. They're going to hack up and show at your house for talking shit. Because you think it's all fun and games, putting this shit on YouTube. But somebody, it ain't going to be fun and it ain't going to be games. And with him being a police officer, what happened if he didn't give you that information, but he sent somebody to your motherfucking house? It wouldn't have been a game for you then. You know, mm-hmm. like, like to me, it's not a game. And my thing is this. This is, and people wonder, two things here. Not to get off topic. Two things here. Number one, people wonder why people only play with their goddamn friends list. This is why. This is why when a lot of people play online, they only play on their friends list. Number two, you wonder why women don't play. Women don't want to deal with that shit. Cause that's just nigga. You're not, it's not include the bitches and the whores and the, and the sluts and shit like that. Cause when I used to play under, under, uh, Roderick's name, it was no problem because a lot of times, uh, they would just assume that it was a man. You know, when I play online. So most of my games, I really even play online because it's that, abusive mentality is something wrong with you i'm just saying if you think it's okay to go online and harass people, random people like this yeah um i just think uh so wait what are you giving it zero to a hundred oh everybody get a hundred okay yeah nigga get a hundred and the cop get a hundred you get a hundred for fucking trolling and he get a hundred for being racist i feel like that that black dude definitely got uh innocent black men beat up that day like, it was a dude minding his own business that got pulled over. It was like, you play Call of Duty, son? And like, sometimes, oh. officer, get out the car. Oh, you know who get a zero? The nigga was like, as we going to play yeah, He get a zero. <laughs> he get a complete zero because he was like, um, uh, what is we talking about here, dog? We, 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 are we shooting or do I need to get offline? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm only giving the cop like a 50. I feel like when you start talking shit like that, um, on xbox live uh you can't help it sometimes you say some shit you shouldn't have said um and he that's what happened to him that is exactly what happened to him so uh all right let's look at another one uh for fucking with black people black feminists are very upset uh about this all male all white bands and racist name last week a petition began circulating what karen i say what is their name moon crickets what is what is their names uh we're about to get to it uh last week a petition began circulating on social media calling out portland oregon rock band black pussy to change his name or face a boycott of all venues that booked the band oh uh wonder what black pussy sounds like that's a big question
doesn't sound very black or pussyish to me. Somebody from Sleeze Records on uh, Spotify has a song called Black Pussy. I've never seen this before. songs i've ever had any black pussy because mm-hmm. this doesn't give me any of those feelings and i'm not fuck with by the name uh okay so the name doesn't bother you Mm-mm. the petition is talking about a liger tank tiger bill ma yeah uh mary emily o'hara is the person who wrote this article and the title is black feminists are furious about this all-male all-white band's racist name then she goes on to cite that the petition for this is only is garnered more than 360 signatures Outrage posts accused of being of racism and sexism has also appeared on Twitter and Facebook. Um, I'm gonna go on a limb right here and um tell you right now, guys. Uh, this ain't outrage. It sure like this get a zero. Three hundred and sixty signatures ain't shit. It sure ain't. If black feminists on Twitter was, was mad, it was, nigga. was really mad. If they was outraged, yeah. Three sixty they get three sixty in like five to ten minutes. Right. Like, they did not galvanize behind. This is more like maybe possibly mildly annoyed, if that. Um, This wasn't even big enough to hit some of them radar. Yeah, I'm sure some people might have an issue with it, but I don't think throwing this at the feet of black feminists is truly uh real. Uh, maybe a couple care, but not. it's not a universal issue that everybody cares about. Mm-mm. Uh, the black feminists interviewed all separately raised the issue of the Rolling Stones reference. Yeah, Rolling Stones is, uh, they had a song called Brown Sugar that was originally titled Black Pussy, but they had to change it. Um, anyway, man, uh, zero. I gotta go Karen zero on this. Black Pussy, the band is. I'm not fuck with cause bitch people to get mad and didn't listen to a song. They song ain't got shit to do with black or pussy. If anything, mildly annoying. If anything. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's go into our next segment that everybody, uh, sure can't wait to get to. Super high, I do not need her when I keep her unless she is fly. Uh, you should 
manners are thorough, Your manners are strong. Since she loves me, now she loves you, now yeah, all my bitches love me. And if you in a line of look up, put your girl and beat, dude. And we can find a five star hotel, we can meet. Just a five star beat, just a five star beat, just a five star beat, just a five star beat. If your credit's going high, and your bills they fly, keep your juice box wet, and your head something fine, you a five star bitch, you a five star bitch. Bitch, you a fast bitch. You a fast bitch. I need a bitch. I need a fast. All right. Here are your choices. Finding love on the world wide web. Nas groupie slash sex tale. Groupie tales. Thanks for to walk a flock. I met young Joey. Best sex ever. Groupie tales. I met Trey Songs at Club Perfections. Don't know who this girl is, but here's her groupie story. And how not to lose a baller. Karen, I'll let you pick. It's one through six. Or one through five. I'll let you, I'll let you pick. Oh, I'm picking. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. How not to lose a baller. All right. How not to lose a baller by at Nick Fly. Mm-hmm. Let's see what's what's going on with this one. Um uh how not to lose a baller, blah bad Nick so fly, posted by Nico Rose. Whether some will admit it or not, most would like to date and subsequently marry a baller. Oh. The ideology is the more is more common than uncommon. You can give me the politically correct answer that you want someone to love and cherish you, support your decisions, be God fearing, have stability, yada yada yada. But at no point did the list object to wanting to marry a baller. More importantly, it isn't totally impossible to find those qualifications within a baller. And by baller, I don't mean your local dope boy, rapper, or small-time promoter, nor am I talking about the guy that's third string on the field. In fact, we can squash entertainment and sports. I'm talking about corporate execs that sign the checks, the attorney that negotiates on behalf of Fortune 500 companies, the owner of the venue where you where your framed ballers Battle during baller wars. Got it? Here is the thing. Getting one isn't as complicated as some make it seem. Mm. Keeping one is the real test. First things first, shut up. <laughs> yes, I said it. Shut your trap. Close your pie eater. Zip it. I know the idea that you landed the CFO is overwhelming. Talk about beauty and brains. I get it. Not only does the managing partner have that athletic body, his account is on Andre Johnson's status. That's all fine and dandy, but that shouldn't be your tagline with your friends. Nothing spells opportunistic and parched more than a person that can't keep their mouth closed. Your business is just that, your business. Keep it to yourself. Inform your friends of your relationship when your commitment for your baller from your baller is there. What purpose does it serve to tell your circle you snagged a baller if you couldn't make it past judgment day, first date? Mm. Most uh financially free people are flashy or into leading with their pocketbooks they appreciate it when the co- their coins are not the topic of discussion besides your friends won't be happy for you especially if you weren't the number one draft pick out of the group oh lord let things develop before you prematurely spaz out and tell the world and when you do decide to spill the beans keep things vague as possible i prefer to downplay Nick, what does he do? How long have you guys been an item? Oh, nothing special. It's just a manager's job. I honestly lost track of how long we've been kicking it, but I have, but it hasn't been long. 
I didn't tell that he was managing partner of the firm, nor did I say that we've been canoodling for a minute. No lie was told. I kept it short and sweet. You should do the same. You know what? <laughs> I got to agree with that one. <laughs> Secondly, get your get you some business. I don't care if you cannot spell cat. You better create a company that caters <laughs> to people that can't spell cat. Your skill set is shopping. Guess what? You just became the owner of a concierge service that offers personal shopping. You never really worked. School has been your thing. Breaking news, you are actively going to pursue that JD that your parents begged you to get when you were wasting their money exploring life at the end of a bottle. You, ah. your name, you name your skill. I have a career path for you. If you aren't workforce ready, let me refer you to a few volunteer opportunities. I will find hobbies that will cultivate your, you pass aesthetic value. Ballers want uh, individuals with their heads on their shoulders. This was actually told to me by an NBA player recently. We had an in-depth conversation. Cute and nice body will only get you so far. And the way chicks are on this build a broad campaign, ugly ducklings with ballerific careers are now even in the playing field, one Brazilian butt lift and breast augmentation at a time. Yes, they are. The tailored suit game is on 10 with less than attractive men. I advise you learn how to cook more than hamburger help for investing your poetic skill set. Females love metaphors, rally voice. So like bitches love uh, smileys. Ah. don't get greedy yes you may want to get more than good sex and bragging rights but don't push the envelope by asking for ball main on date two or ordering that south african lobster tail and aged steak just because she said she has the tab respect their pocketbooks and they will respect you you spent your entire life thinking that boston market was gourmet oh i hope not don't go ape sh because you are finally experiencing Mr. Chow. You live life with Louboutin without Louboutins. Don't expect them after one night of conversation. I'm not saying be cheap, but if nice entailed under $200 previously, don't use your baller to experience something you can't get yourself. You get more when you ask for less. If you could make it before without their help, then continue to do so. Don't lean on them more than you lean on yourself. Don't be the person... Don't be that person that could have had it all, but lost it all because they were greedy. And if it's going to be about the pocketbook, you might as well spend your baller, send your baller an invoice and price list. No dresser needed. Of course, I could delve deeper, but I'm not. You can wait on the next post. Remember, you cannot ask for more than what you are. You want a financially stable person. Work on being financially stable. Good credit and low debt to income ratio are related to tax brackets. They are directly related to financial maturity. You want, oh, aren't related to tax brackets. Uh, they are directly related to financial maturity. You want to keep your object of interest, not run him away or her. Uh, leave the needy, never have anything, overzealous act at home. It's 2015. You need to be an asset, not a liability. Uh, Nico Rose. Uh, a few comments. V says, LOL, lots of good points here, but I couldn't stop laughing at my, to myself as I read it. The main most important takeaway, in my opinion, one, shut up. Absolutely keep your business uh, and his out of your mouth private at all times. Two, as Nico says, st stop with the sudden champagne taste on a beer budget. It's a turnoff for a dude when a chick instantly starts trying to bleed him dry by wanting pricey food and gifts while she's wearing her old shoe dazzle heels. Keep Stop the madness. Shoe dazzle? LOL, well said, Nico, as usual. Nico replied, I try to keep things interesting. I appreciate it that you actually read my work. 
that is so awesome i learned early to keep quiet any relationship i get in no matter the professional career i say nothing when anyone finds out we are going strong if we have problems the world will never know because we will work it out between us a simple bijou says leave to leave it to nico laugh my ass out nico rose says hush girl nicole says this is a good read this is a good read cat soup prince says well stated and marcia says although i've never encountered a baller this is a good read so there you go guys five star chick all right fucking with black people time guys we mm-hmm. just did that i mean i'm sorry what up what i, I was about to say we're doing it again no obviously i didn't mean that Karen. okay that was a mistake I know I see. I, my I re- vote was for no i rarely make them um the correct answer is guess the race now that it's time for some guest race. That's right, it's guest race time. Now that it's time for some guest race. That's right, it's guest race time. That's right, it's time for guest race. The number one game show going across all the podcasts, man. We read and play news articles from all over the globe, and we ask our contestants today, the chat room, to guess the race. And the chat room is racist. Uh, by the way, this segment of the show, Guess the Race, is brought to you by Bevel. Get clearer, smoother skin with Bevel. Who doesn't want that? Bevel is the first and only shaving system created for men with coarse, curly hair. Dermatologists tested by Dr. Michelle Henry, four out of five men reported reduced razor bumps, discoloration, and irritation. Um, and I can say for myself, I report Less razor bumps, discoloration, air irritation, man. I remember when I was working, there was a period in time where I had stopped shaving. Like I wasn't growing a beard, but it was just uh it was just taking me like an extra, I don't know, four, five days to get around to shaving rather than shave every day or every other day like most people do. I just didn't want to touch my skin because it was so irritating. And, you know, they had to dry it out. I would actually have to take a mix of uh oxy pads and put and i would put rubbing alcohol in the oxy pads shake it up and then use those oxy pads that were like extra strong for my face which seems ridiculous now to me that i shave with bevel because i don't have to do any of that shit no you don't know you know there's not like i those i feel like i wasted my money them oxy pads still sitting there from the last time i ever shaved yes they are with a, a razor that wasn't a bevel razor um uh, or use products that weren't bevel products on my face um uh, for my skin so you know i think everybody should be considering it it personally has worked for me and i can't recommend it any higher um i don't have any problem selling this product because i literally believe in it because it works 
Yes, and and people have been hitting us up and been letting us know that you know they've been using it for a week. Some had longer, and every and everybody that has got it has had rave reviews, and they said that it was good. And also for those of you out there that are like you use the product and you want more tips, um, log on to their uh, page and join their email where they can send you updated tips and things like that and um things about their products so you can be on top of all your bevel needs. So go to getbevel.com and you can get twenty percent off of your first month. Um, and get a starter kit that comes with a safety razor, shaving brush, blades, priming oil, shave cream, and a cool restoring balm. The restoring balm is my favorite. Uh, keeps me smelling extra fresh. Um, and, uh, you know, take care of yourself, fellas. I know a lot of people don't really, uh, stress that men take care of ourselves. You know, we get, kind of get a pass in the beauty department, but, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with looking good and feeling good. So TBGWT, get 20% off. That's TBGWT at getbevel.com. G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com. Now on to some racism. Ah. <laughs> um, our, uh, let's see here. A boyfriend, uh, went on a crowdfunding site, uh, to say, girlfriend will dump me unless you can send me to Miami for spring break. Well, I don't think y'all need to be together then. A young romance is a fragile thing in the social media area. I mean, era. Just when you think you've got a good thing going, that special someone books a special trip to Miami. Without your ass. <laughs> right. A few mojitos, some rightward swiping on Tinder, and a few suggestive Instagram posts later, bam, you might as well kiss your new love goodbye. Well, that's exactly what Azel Prather Jr., Azel Prather Jr., 25-year-old Glenn Darden, Maryland man, was thinking when he turned to the popular crowdfunding website, GoFundMe, at, after his 22-year-old girlfriend, Marissa, Booked a ticket to Miami with her friends for spring break. Oh, so I don't think he was supposed to go on the trip anyway. Right. We have a great thing going. I would hate to see it go down the drain for a little sand and sun, he wrote. If you can find it in your heart to donate anything to help me save my relationship, I would greatly appreciate it. I just need a round-trip flight. Estimated cost of the said flight is $300. Fortunately, he noted his funds have been exhausted. After being together a year and a half, Prather, who works in marketing but has a knack for comedy, told the post he secured in his relationship. It's not the relationship he's worried about, he noted. It's Miami. If I had to pick one place for my girlfriend not to go, Miami would be it, he said. He referring to Magic City as every boyfriend's worst nightmare. I think the sun just melts all the morals in Miami. It's a free for all. Ah! Now I know what you're thinking. Does they fucking out open like man? He act like man. But like I don't care. That's what y'all do out there, chill. According to him, you do. Now that's the thing. All this is gonna pay for is the flight. Three hundred dollars for the flight. What about everything else? <laughs> right. It's probably sky high from what I hear. Hotels in Miami start at three hundred dollars a night. Well, he's way ahead of you, sort of. I will be staying wherever she lays her head, eating whatever she eats, overseeing all parties and fun activity for the duration of the trip, he wrote. So he said, I don't need any money for anything else. I'm going to be doing whatever she doing. So she buying food, we eating food. She sleeping in a hotel room, I'm sleeping in that same hotel room. Oh, nigga, we breaking up. Please, fellas, he added in a desperate plea. I love her. Despite being shared more than 1,600 times, the campaign started off with more of a bump than a bang with a raise $25 in under an hour. Later on, he responded to those questioning his motives. Uh, this woman said, the lady I got love, I love, t- 
Ty, at Ty Moorhead. The lady I got love for miles away. Plane tickets expensive. Let me pull a Zell. And Zell responded, my GoFundMe was from the heart. Meant it. In the midst of skeptics, Prather supporters stood firmly behind him. No man should have to lay in bed waiting for calls from South Beach during spring break, wrote Mike Pierce before contributing a whopping $6. Sir, I read your amazing story, and I must say you are absolutely right, wrote Reggie Reg. In the Bible, it says, Thy woman not loyalith when it's Miami. <laughs> ah! Austin 316. That's not even a book in the Bible. What are we talking about here? So with that being said, the First Baptist of Free Bands would like to donate to your cause. Uh, $5 donation followed. Three days after the campaign began, he has raised a total of $91. Guess I ain't going to Miami, he said. A series of increasingly panic tweets noting Instagram photos and missing phone calls have ensued. He's posted on Instagram two times and both times, uh, wait, she's posted on Instagram, uh, two times and both times she was bathed in a bathing suit and it received more than 200 likes. He told the Washington Post, I asked her to stop. That's too many likes for me. Oh, nigga, you controlling. Nope, nope. Nope, and she probably already know that. She was like, "Nope, fuck you." Uh, he put he posted a picture. Uh, I put the picture in the chat. It's a it's a meme. It's a picture of uh Michael Jackson uh recording the song. And uh, by the way, your your camera's down. Uh, and the caption said, "When she in Miami, but her phone dead." Prather told the post, uh, Kimberly is in the Washington Post. Prather told the post he isn't giving up on his fundraising effort and will continue until his girlfriend returns to Maryland later this week. The weekend is halfway over in Miami, but every day is a weekend in Miami, he said. Don't worry, dude. You know, the, uh, this person put, don't worry, dude. You know what they say. A social media obsessed millennial couple can make it through Miami spring break. They can, uh, make it through anything. Um, so guess the race of uh mr what's his first name azel prather jr chat room um see latino says mr stuffington one who uses eight cups of sugar to make two quart pitcher of kool-aid black says angie nyc black black uh ever since she read that stevie steve harvey thing like a man book his relationship has been hell black Aww. black boy stalker she doesn't know your relationship is over she doesn't want you there uh black the correct s uh one who loves cheesy and is going to wind up on snap killing white girls oh and his girl is being dp right now on the beach oh do better return them jays black broke ass scrub talking about I'm staying where she staying, eating what she eating. The correct answer is, and uh, pretty much all of you guys got it. Uh, black, uh, he's black. <laughs> now some of you did miss it. Um, where's my booze? <laughs> Accidentally left the chat room. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I put myself back on screen. Uh, my bad. All right, let me put this picture in here for everybody. Uh, this is a picture of the couple together. Um, 
there you go so yeah man sometimes security like something wrong with that dude insecurities um controlling like of course she was like i'm going without you yeah that's what happened when you dating a woman that's too far you know sometimes you just your ego can't handle it and you end up losing your mind and shit you know she's young they both young they want right. to go out and do shit and, right you know maybe it's just not a good time for y'all to really be together you know she still want to you know do spring breakage type shit and you're not mature enough to handle it and trust her um so you know maybe just and i know that 200 likes gotta hurt you know it's gotta hurt man your likes gotta hurt it's a lot of likes you know I, I definitely understand um but yeah i mean the fact that he says he's gonna go down there and eat all her food and shit right I mean, and spend all her money and shit what about you no i'm hoping it's just a joke that the washington post took seriously by the way the washington post wrote that that's crazy right y'all probably thought i was getting that from some fucked up blog mm-hmm. um washington post thought that was news ex-philadelphia transit cop convicted of masturbating on the subway oh yeah um a former philadelphia trains transit- are sexy trains are sexy yeah, I mean, subway trains they say people jerk off on the subway all the time can a former philadelphia transit cop was convicted of masturbating on the subway after a video of his gross deed was posted to social media oh man they got video of this shit oh Aww. man i wonder if he was like in full uniform just jerking it it's like yeah oh man I have the right to remain silent after I orgasm. Uh, <laughs> That's all you hear. Kevin Fant, 44, pledged himself on the Broad Street train line while he was off duty. A jury found. Oh, he's off duty. He was sentenced uh, to two he months. Was nice in, enough not to be on the clock. He was sentenced to two months in jail for open lewdness and indecent perfo- uh, exposure. He will serve his jail time on the weekends beginning April 17th. He was arrested in November after police captain identified him in a video in October, two months after it was posted on the Southern Pennsylvania Transportation Authority social media page. The video was taken at an undetermined date. Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to stop people from masturbating, then you can. I guess it's like if you can't beat them, join them and beat them. Join uh, them and beat it. Mm-hmm. The, the, the former officer was clearly aware that he was being filmed because he looks at the person who was taking the video and continues to go on. <laughs> you think a little camera light going to stop me? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I doubt he'll get off for this crime. A uh, fan who was fired after 12 years uh, was out. He was uh, out of line, Kemp said. It ruins, it ruins it for people who live here. It ruins it for tourists. This is troubling. Municipal Judge Karen Yvette Simmons agreed. Guess the race of Kevin Fant. Man, still was jerking off, and he worked there too. You never jerk where you work. Rookie move. I'm finally off. Can't wait till I get home. All right. Oh, it was a long day. Pull my dick out. Sir, what are you doing over there? One who wants you to suck his chocolate salty balls. Want my badge number 1245D's, nuts, white. What's fapping in my nigga? Black, whitey, McGee, white. One who doesn't understand why we have a Black History Month. White, black is Philly. Pale feels pale. D's nuts, white. Whiter than black pussy. White. The correct answer is... 
He is a black, black man. man. Okay, calm down. Damn. Right. It, hey. Some of you got, got it. Some of you did get it right. black dude jerking at work um all right let's get to the bonus round where's my bonus round music here double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right, double the points, double the race, and the bonus round of Guess the Race. So far, everybody's all over the place. Let's see if they can continue to keep it going. Uh, or if they can't, we'll find out. Here we go. Let's see if everybody's getting nervous. Um, a woman threatens to bomb the cable building after a tech doesn't show, police say. <laughs> Um, there are times when cable service provided by very few companies, each of which has trouble making customers entirely happy. Isn't that the truth? Uh, there are also times when a casual piece of invective or even attempted humor, anything to do with shooting guns, bombs, and the like can get you into trouble. These two aspects may have come together in the unfortunate consequences of Mika Phillips, uh, in Lincoln, Nebraska. She was miffed on Tuesday that she'd taken time off of work to wait on Time Warner Cable. So she reportedly called Time Warner Cable and expressed her annoyance. The police report obtained by Ars Technica says Phillips called uh, between called at 9.16 a.m. She claimed her appointment had been between 8 and 9 a.m. and no one had showed. Time Warner's call taker, named Carrie in the report, insisted that the company had tried to contact Phillips to reschedule. This escalated into these alleged words, alleged words uttered by Phillips and held on Time Warner Cable recording. Of course. What the fuck? I swear to God I'm blowing up that building. I swear to God. This led to that building, Time Warner Cable's offices in Lincoln, being evacuated. It wasn't specified. First of all, if I worked with the person that made us evacuate the motherfucking building over this shit, I would be so pissed. Right. Hey guys, I got to evacuate the building. Why? What happened? Bomb threat. Oh shit! Like terrorists or something? Nah, this woman I was talking to, she said she's gonna blow the building up. Man, get back to work. Right. Fuck you talking about blow the building up? Evacuated. Uh, some might wonder whether this was because these words are uttered by an angry customer rather than one with nefarious intentions of any kind. I contacted Time Warner Cable to ask whether the felt the threat felt genuine or whether it was simply standard procedure for all for any troubling words uttered to cause safety first policy. I will update should I hear. Phillips reported reportedly a student of the local college of hair and design has been arrested and charged with threatening to use explosives. She allegedly told the police that she had no intention of carrying out her threat and that she's been trying to get her life back on track. For some reason, for some, the case might resemble that of Paul Chambers, 
learning that his local airport in the uk was closed due to snow a few days before he was due to fly to see his girlfriend he tweeted robin hood airport is closed you've got a week and a bit to get your shit together otherwise i'm blowing the airport sky high uh he was actually found guilty of utterly in the terroristic threat he finally won on appeal but not before he had his house raided by police and lost his job uh all right guess the race of mika phillips Said she's gonna blow that motherfucker up well, uh only we be trying to get our life back on track black set up a gofundme i can't keep putting this cable bill in my daughter's name black <laughs> hc black lady that gets paid by the hour she doesn't have she didn't have time for that shit already behind on the cable bill even though it's in her daughter's name black cornfields white black english breakfast tea black old girl who just mad that she was going try she was going to miss scandal she was clapping when she was threatening them black she couldn't miss a moment of fox news telling her about those unscrupulous negroes i swear for god this woman is black galaxy insect black the correct answer is she was indeed black Some of you did miss it. I saw a few whites in there and stuff. I will say this about Mika. That's the face of a woman that's absolutely got to have her cable on. Before oh, she, she gets back to work. She was fed up. They wasted her time. Mm-hmm. I've been that mad at the cable people. I just never said nothing that stupid. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But I, When we, they box your time out, because an hour, but they'll, they'll be like, yeah, we can come between 8 to 12, and they show up at 2, and you're like, God damn it, come on. Yeah, we've all been there. Um, here, Let's do uh last one. He was supposed to prevent sexual assaults in the Army. Instead, he pimped out cash-strapped soldiers at Fort Hood to make some extra money. Oh, is that in Fayetteville? Fort Hood, no. Okay. All to his wife's knowledge, according to the report. (gasps) Oh! Gregory McQueen, a former sexual assault prevention officer, made headlines when he was arrested for persuading at least two women to join his Texas prostitution ring two years ago. The 39-year-old sexploits are now out in the open. He pleaded guilty Thursday to 15 charges, including uh, recruiting prostitutes. For one, not only did McQueen uh, bring poor women into his filthy clutches, making at least one prove her skills in the bourgeois by having sex with him, but he also sold their devices at kinky sex parties he organized for high-ranking officers, according to documents. Oh, some of some other people are going to get fired too. Huh? Other folks going to get fired too. Yeah. He also kept naked pictures of his prostitutes to show off the potential clients. McQueen, a recreational gospel band saxophonist. <laughs> was financially strapped, according to a report by the U.S. Army's criminal investigation. His wife, Sharita, whom he... What was he doing? Playing the sex and and dreaming about them titties shaking? 
he was like i'm gonna be blowing and y'all need to be blowing too then uh his wife sharita whom he affectionately called rita rita pumpkin eater oh my nagged him about bills mcqueen briefly for about a week tried working as a suit salesman at the local killian market uh i mean keelan mall to pick up extra cash his wife must have known about his pimp side job i told you them dudes that sell suits at the malls and motherfucking pimps i told y'all oh so so he probably worked at threads or vines or some shit with a z on the end yeah, yeah. based off a text he sent about her clients according to the report he also sent what sent a picture of a female soldier from the bronx calling her a hood chick sharita had issues with mcqueen prioritizing pleasure over financial priorities according to the report uh soon after mcqueen recruited his first female soldier a single mother who needed to buy groceries for her three-year-old she started helping him bring in other cash-strapped female soldiers including a woman who worked under mcqueen and another who stripped at a local club mcqueen was aggressive in his recruiting tactics in 2013 he plied the soldier under his command with command with alcohol and try to make her have sex to try to make her have sex with him and show me what you can do. Right. When she refused, he had his first recruit take the woman's hand to help her masturbate. And then you wonder why they're trying to pass laws that say if something happens, you need to go higher than the person you fucking report to. You need to go to an outside entity. Well, if it wasn't for these sexually liberated feminists, I think they'd all be married and wouldn't have to worry about this. Um, what are your limitations? The first recruit asked of the woman's prostitution prospects. Oh, because sucking dick is the money maker. Again, the, again, the, again, against the woman's wishes, McQueen began kissing her on her neck and between her legs, even though he knew she'd already been made a sexual assault victim by a sergeant during her first year of army training. So let's keep it going. Hey, no, no need to stop the rapes here. It makes me feel like I have been sexually assaulted again, she said, ultimately refusing to join the ring. McQueen later pleaded guilty to battery for the attack. The woman in the ring said they made between $400 and $500 per session with a John, but McQueen offered them up to fellow officers for cheap, according to the report. I have a few. Oh, military discount? Yep, military discount. Uh, I have a female that will do anything you want for $75, McQueen told the sergeant. I know you are single, so I wouldn't need to find a place for you. If you are interested, let me know. McQueen didn't set up Trist only for ladies in his ring. He organized a gangbang between a woman and four officers as her husband watched. Oh, if that. Oh, okay. Oh, a little bit of cuckold there? Yeah. So send some brothers over there. They are cool with the gangbang and your husband watching, but they are all seniors in the military worried about video and pics, McQueen said in the text asking her to make sure her husband left his camera at home. McQueen was into kinky things, too, asking the same woman to engage in choking, biting, spanking, rough fucking, and domination, according to the report. His sleazy endeavors clearly took up most of his energy, judging by the fact that he made no sexual assault reports during his time as a non-commissioned sexual assault prevention officer. Hey, you wonder why? Because he committing them. Right. He's like, uh, sexual assaults have actually gone up in in my area, but I can't report them because they're all me. Sexual assault, zero. Yeah. Nobody's sexual assaulting, I promise you. He was, like, take my word for it, okay? He was finally investigated when, by the way, I got a female do anything, $75. Right. Unrelated. He was finally investigated when a friend of a woman he assaulted went to his higher ups. McQueen was spent two years in prison and was given a dishonorable discharge Thursday. That's all? 
he escaped a potential 40-year prison sentence and avoided conviction for six other charges guess the race of mr mcqueen uh what's his first name uh fuck is this dude's first gregory mcqueen check the chat room pimping out women wife named sharita sounds like a nigga to me he saw some pigs with wigs and gave them a gigs sk salesman black oh one who be putting in work at creflo dollar at td jake's church black one who shops at kg and who praises jesus in between pimping fuck this guy oh. with a chainsaw disgrace to the uniform good dick good something god damn i hate this dude anyway black pumpkin eater come on pumpkin eater come on white two years white we thank you for your service white an insect of the celestial persuasion black white black so ashamed sergeant goldie these hoes chose me um, <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah that's, that's crazy man um just uh, anyway um uh, and they do have uh some some audio of him that they that they recorded i don't know if this will help with some of the guesses you know what i'm saying Shit, the same old soup, just reheated. You know, normal routine. A pimp do. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? That's right. <laughs> yeah, 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 believe that, dog. Yeah, go get my car washed. You know what I'm saying? Let's see if I can go catch me a nice, pretty young ditch. <laughs> Somebody that might like this pimping. So they got him on tape, so, you know, that might, that might narrow it down. But uh, the correct answer is black. He was black. Uh, many of you got it. Many of you also missed it. Let me see if I can find this picture for you guys. Um, The thing that's crazy is, one, he was in charge of sexual assault prevention. So, like, not only is it scary on just a, you know wow this dude had total ability to manipulate everybody but it's also scary because it's like you do realize this word probably got around if a woman was sexually assaulted she's not coming to him Mm -mm. you know and the fact that he was actively pimping women and his wife seemed to know about it like they didn't even say it they charged her yeah he sound like one of them dudes that because i always swore them dudes that sell pimp sell suits at the um at the black mall always be pimps like they don't even call you by your name and shit they right. be calling they be having gold teeth and nicknames and shit and talk they be getting women to come out the back to say you look good yeah, they got suspenders on the most colorful shit suits be loud as shit too oh you look good in that in that crocodile red boy like they ain't even a color <laughs> oh that color don't make no sense son. yeah they be calling you nigga and shit like you don't know me Oh, nigga, you look good, man. Hey, look, brother, let me hook you up with this right here, pimping. And that pomegranate yellow. What, sir? Um, that that makes no sense. (laughs) 
that's right he dead um so ratchet this time guys let's see here um a man was spared jail over samurai sword threats to a caller a bare-chested man who used samurai sword to frighten a man at his door has escaped jail Michael Oliver, 29, of Stanhope Road, South Shields, armed himself with a weapon after being woken up by a loud noise at his front door. Newcastle Crown Court heard Oliver went downstairs, opened the door, waved the samurai sword at the victim, shouting at him to leave. The incident in the early hours of morning on October 25th was witnessed by a taxi driver parked nearby. Bertie Smurthwaite, prosecuting, told the court the defendant was asleep in bed when he woke up to banging and kicking the noises at his front door. He went to the door and a man stood there who was looking at for the defendant's brother. Oliver then began waving a sword to frighten the man away. The defendant was bare chested at the time. His behavior was threatening and abusive. Yeah, shirtless dude with a sword. Ah! It's like the worst Twitter avatar of all time. Yeah, you will not be my friend. I will not friend you. He was interviewed by the police twice but did not make a response. Oliver admitted to a fray at a previous hearing. Vic Laffey, Laffey Defending said Oliver is now in a strong relationship and that he realizes the stupidity of his actions. Oh, a woman made him better. Cool. <laughs> he said that he has been to a jail. You can change your heart, huh? Yeah. You know, every rom-com start ends that way. A woman made yep. him better. He said he has been to jail before and he knows what it involves. However, this was something that he didn't instigate. He is in a better place in his life that he has ever been before judge paul reed sentenced oliver to a four-month custodial sentence suspending 18 months with 18 months supervision the judge also ordered oliver to attend the program which aids to work with people to reduce reoffending uh judge said you have a bad record including public disturbance and violence when you heard someone banging on your door you should have called the police which i now think you recognize he doesn't because you guys let them off light again. Uh-huh. This time with a sword. Next time it'll be in somebody. You went outside bare chested in the early hours of the morning, waved the samurai sword and started shouting at the top of your voice. You now have a new relationship in your life and you need to stop behaving this, in this idiotic fashion and think before you act. All right, man. That's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow. Thank y'all mm-hmm. so much for supporting the show. Of course, uh, get bevel.com. Make sure you go there. Code TBGWT. And make sure you uh, cop that that new uh, audio play album, that Dash Tastic Thatcher with Thatcher Johnson Weldon. Yes. Uh, for Shadow Dog Productions on iTunes. Until tomorrow, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.